This is the Awkward Goodbye Podcast. I'm Toby. I'm Jimmy. And I don't know why I said Jimmy when I came in. I'm over it. Everyone calls me Jimmy now. I don't know why. Is it like recently? Uh, I think it's self-induced because I always make stupid nicknames for myself and most of them are, hey, call me Blank Jimmy and like... Jimmy Crack Corn. Yeah, so now I feel like everyone actually does call me Jimmy. Okay. My friend introduced me to like three people as Jim, and they were like, hey Jim, nice to meet you. And I'm like, I'm not Jim. Like, I'm James. No, I'm like, James. I'm James. Hi. No, yeah, it's like, I think I think in order, it's it's James, Jimmy, and then Jim's last. Yeah, no, Jim is dead last. Don't, yeah. don't go there. You're already treading on dangerous waters with Jimmy. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so this is the podcast where we have the thing called um, Actor in a Hat. Yeah. Where we literally pull actors' names out of a hat. It's usually the Detroit Tigers hat, but I will say it's another hat. It's a Milwaukee Bucks hat today. But we pull a name out of a hat and we talk about it. Uh, talk about the actor or actress who we pull out. The only the only guidelines are a, it has to be an actor who's alive. So I can't talk about Jack Lemon for like an hour. And it has to be uh, crowdsourced. So we can't talk about current actors. Right, we, that, that we picked. Right. We so can't, we can't do our own homework. No, so we can't talk about Donald yeah. Gleason all day. Um, yeah. Despite as much as we want to. I'm going to pay some people off. I'm going to get him <laughs> and, and Joaquin in there. We can't pay them off. That's not, <laughs> it has to be pure. Um, so I have an idea. Okay. I'm going to land you right now. It's not workshopped. Lay, okay, lay it on me. Because we've done this is the third podcast and this is the fourth. Well, Not for this for first, this version, right. yeah, 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 for yeah. this. And once I actually edit these podcasts, it's over for you, bitches. No, but um, <laughs> so we've done Margot Robbie, Tom Hanks, correct. Um, we did your favorite actor in the world, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll, and we'll do two more today. I want us to rank these people as we do them. Ooh. Yeah. Like a running tally kind of ranking yeah. kind of system? Like, oh, you got to come up with some guidelines, maybe? Or just doesn't matter? Well, what, what would the guidelines be? I, like, what are we ranking them on? Just oh, like just, how much we like them? No, no, no. Just like, who's the best? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm about that. Okay. So we did So we did Robbie, Hanks, Gyllenhaal, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is dead last. Cumberbatch is dead last. Oh, so we got Cumberbatch, or so we'll bottom the top. Cumberbatch, Robbie. Robbie. I'm going. Oh, it's so hard. I got my answer, but I'm gonna say Hanks, Joan Hall. I was gonna say. Okay, so Hanks front one and Joan Hall two. No, no, Joan Hall one. Um, I, I think it's Hanks one. I totally like. I completely understand that. <laughs> <laughs> he has a much longer career yes, and a lot more accomplishments. I'm yeah. just I'm in the pocket for Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, so am I. But he's a lot more like artsy, and that's way more up my back. Sure. You know, Hanks is kind of like meat and potatoes. You're gonna get like a great performance, and yeah, it's yeah. gonna be no, your, he's dad, he's your dad's dad. gonna love it. Yes, yeah, he's exactly. And I love him for that. But Jake Gyllenhaal does some weird shit, and like I'm always about weird shit. That's that's literally my only defense. No, no, defense. no, no, no. It's it, it's a good defense. I just think Hank should be number one. I'm mean, fine. All right, that's, I mean, we can we can come to that agreement. You're not gonna have to push too hard for me to okay. change my mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking like he's a much 
more accomplished actor. No, he is. And has a much bigger impact. He has a bigger impact. Yeah, it's not even close. He's got two Oscars. Yeah. I, it's one of those. It's one of Uncle Hanks, man. Like, one of those guys does Saving Private Ryan, the other one didn't. So fair. That's you're right. That's that's my case. I'm, for like like I said, you're not gonna have to push me too hard right. on that one. I'm not taking a firm Gyllenhaal stance. Right, right. I'm just into weirdos. Okay. <laughs> They're both California boys, so that's interesting enough. So that's. Yeah, it's interesting. Two I, California. I, I like that idea. We got two California boys. We got one Brit, and yeah, then we have right, an Australian. Aussie, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, so we're gonna keep a running thing about this. We're gonna every time we put I like someone. It. Yeah, yeah. I thought you about rank last, it. Yeah, I thought about last night. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spring this on him. See what he thinks. I like it a lot. Yeah, I love ranking shit. No, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's we're film. Movie, we're movie people. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of what we do. What we do yeah. So, <clears throat> I picked last time. Okay. So you're gonna pick this time. Let's make it happen. Give me that. Give me that hat. So again. Little names in a hat. I'm going to give you a little clue, see if you can guess who it is. Yeah. All right. Oh, he look at He's getting all excited. He loves noise. That's my cat. All righty. We should have the cat pick next time. Oh, man. I just used the term meat and potatoes, and that is so <laughs> applicable. Okay. Uh, I could give you a quote, but it'll give it away. Um... Are they American? Oh, yeah. Okay. Long career? Uh, yeah, he's got a good, like a pretty lengthy career. Okay, yeah. when did they start? Eighties, nineties. If it was in the eighties, it was the late eighties. Late eighties, definitely 80s? the nineties for sure. Okay. Uh. Ooh man, I don't know what to even give you here. Huh. I feel like anything that I give away. Uh, male. He's, uh, yep. I was okay. Just, yep, male. He. Uh, He's got a really prestigious action franchise under his belt that a lot of people love. I don't know why I want to say Tom Cruise, but that's not it. I wish it was Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know. We'd have to we'd have to carve out a whole one episode. Oh, that'd Tom. be fine. No, uh-huh. that would be yep. absolutely. I don't even know if he's in the hat, but that'd be fine. He should be in the hat. Um, oh, action franchise that people like prestigious action franchise. You said but a pretty. A pretty uh, well-loved action franchise, I would say. Yeah. Okay. He's been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I gotta think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Ooh, I don't know if he has. Oh, okay. Oh, man. What else? This is gonna be a real vague one, but it might give it away. Okay. He once showed up in a movie that you don't love, that I do love, and it was like, wait, he's in this? Oh, that doesn't help. You want me to give you a quote? I can. It's gonna, yeah. It's gonna give it away. Okay, right? but these are really vague as it is. Yeah. How do you like them apples? Oh. Okay. I love Matt Damon. Yeah, baby, we're doing Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Um, okay, so here's here is I want to start this off because he was born in not I know with Cambridge, but he's born in Massachusetts. Um. Definitely, yeah, definitely no. Actually, yeah, early. I think early '90s he started. Oh yeah, I'm getting to it. Yeah, yeah, early '90s he started, or, or maybe got like a, he's got a, quite a career. If 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 it was the early, because I know his school oh, days. Got, oh shit! What? '89. He's got a movie. I was gonna say '89. Yeah, I was gonna say eight, either '89, '91. He started, um, well, because I, he's in that class like Ethan Hawke and Philip Seymour Hoffman and you know Ben Affleck of course as well. Right, right, right. But um, so I'll start off with this: Bill Simmons. From the Ringer has a great theory about Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio, which I kind of appreciate. Ooh, okay, hit me. Where it's just like, 
you can take any movie of DiCaprio's, put Damon in it, and it'll be either equal or better. And you can't do the reverse with DiCaprio putting in Damon's movies. And I kind of agree with that. Ooh. Like, just throw an example at me. I just want to do it. For what, like, so, if you replace the uh, Damon and DiCaprio movie? Yeah, yeah, give me a DiCaprio um, movie that you want to Blood put Diamond. Fuck, you're right. Dude, he would kill it in Blood Diamond. Um, oh, the beach would be great in. Yeah. He would look good in the beach. Dude, that's a weird... Gangs of New York. It would, fucking, it would have been so much better in Gangs of yeah. New York. That's crazy. I would have never... I mean, that's, I, a weird, that's a weird thing to like put that together. It's but Bill like, Simmons, so he yeah. does weird shit like that as far as okay. actors go. Because he kind of compares... like he, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a sports guy. He like, writes about basketball mostly, so he kind of tries to do that for movies. I agree with that as well. And again, if you think the same thing as DiCaprio, like, if you put DiCaprio... Well, funny enough, I was just listening to uh, Eddie Remy talk about his career on uh, GQ. And he was talking about Robert De Niro, who directed The Good Shepherd in 2007. Or was that six? Six. Six. Um, because that was... Um, Damon was in that with uh, Angelina Jolie and Eddie Remain's her son. That originally was supposed to be DiCaprio and Angelina Jolie, but it went to Damon instead. So again, if you do the reverse, where it's like, I don't think does, DiCaprio can't... Work. No, I don't think DiCaprio could do the Bourne series, for one. No. No. No, no, no. I don't think DiCaprio, I don't think DiCaprio could do... DiCaprio could have done A Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, he could have done that. He could have done that fine. Yeah, he you're could... not you're not putting DiCaprio in Goodwill Hunting. No, no, especially that year when DiCaprio blew up. Right. You're like not... if, if it was like maybe even before like even before like Romeo and Juliet. Like if you got like if you got like pre heartthrob DiCaprio, I think it probably works in Goodwill Hunting, but again, you can't. No. no. Um same thing with like um here's the big one. If you and this is something that Simmons talked about as well. If you switch the roles in The Departed, does it work? Because I think the character, I think Damon could have done Will Costigan. I don't know I don't if think... the character could have done Colin. I forget his last name. Colin Sullivan. I don't think he could have done I that. I don't. I. Yeah. No. I. I mean, uh, Damon's like one of my guys. I love. I, I, no, he, I love them both. I don't think. Yeah. No, I. I love them both. I think DiCaprio. He's got some strikes for me. Um. Not even because of his performance. I just like. He feels like he's just always like. Just hungry for some attention. No, he is, and I think that's. Um, I and think I that's feel the, like with Damon, like he just shows up and he's like, "Here, do my job," and I'm really good at it. And he, like he just always knocks out the park. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of the underlying notion of Damon and of oh, DiCaprio, where it's just like, I think you and I talked about this before. I talked about it with someone where it's just like, either he's the top bill, and everyone kind of supports him, mm-hmm. or he's in an ensemble, but it's like, oh no, shit, that's DiCaprio. True. He can't kind of, bl- like, Damon, Damon can blend in. Damon blends in all the time. Yeah, yeah he blends in. Yeah. Like, but DiCaprio doesn't do that. Like, no. he's like a, he's like an old school A-list star where it's like, oh, shit, that's sure. DiCaprio. Yeah. Kind of like how, well, I mean, not Gregory Peck, because Gregory Peck, but kind of like, um, kind of like a Steve McQueen kind of type. Yep. Where, or kind of like a Paul Newman, where it's just like, oh. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Damon's more like a Robert Mitchum where it's just like, okay. Like yeah. I, I can I can I can I can score th- I can score fifty points for you, but if you need me to score ten, I can do that. <laughs> right. If you need if, if you need me to like fill the statue, I can do that. So Yeah. That is Matt Damon. I I, I get I love I love that theory, it's just like with Damon the because they're very comparable. It's interesting, yes. yeah. They it's are very very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got a couple of credits in eighty eight. Yeah. 
One of them's for a movie called Mystic Pizza, which I don't know if that's all about, but I like. You don't know Mystic Pizza? I've never heard of Mystic Pizza. That's Wait. Julie Roberts' first movie. Is that serious? <laughs> yeah, that's when that's that's her first movie. I, I forgot you've never heard of Pizza. Mystic Pizza. Yeah. No, what a fucking cast. Yeah. What a name for a movie. Yeah. All right, cool. Mystic Pizza. Didn't know that he was in Field of Dreams. Yeah. That's like yeah, he got a little early start, didn't he? Good for him. What's his first break? Where are we going to start? He's got school ties. That, that, that was a big one. But people was like, oh, he's such an evil dick in that one. Um, because, so, like, kind of set it up. He went to went to Cambridge, dropped out. Like, you know, he went to Harvard. He dropped out. Like, Became a, few... a janitor, got really good at math. Right, no, but he dropped out of Harvard just before he graduated. So he had, like, a couple credits to his name, and then he just dropped out. What? Yeah, and then he moved... To Cali, Ben was Affleck was already out there. Moved to Cali, um, started doing those things, started doing those kind of productions like you mentioned, and then it was kind of like oh, we gotta start, we gotta start doing something because you know, I, he talked about his Simmons on the podcast where he interviewed him. He was like, okay, money's running out, lease is coming up, we gotta do something. So they start writing a script, hmm. and that became Google Hunting. Um, there's always been a rumor that William Goldman, the legendary screenwriter who won the, uh, won the Oscar for Butch Cassidy's on his kid and uh, all the president's men that he wrote the script and he just kind of put the name like that's not true like the boys Affleck and Damon themselves wrote the script um the script is very weird because Damon Mont mentioned this before like it was supposed to be, like they loved um uh what the fuck is it Midnight Special no Midnight Run Midnight Run with uh De Niro mm-hmm. in 88 done by uh Martin Brest and because the original script was the first half was what we got, and then the second half was they they join the CIA and they are on a chase. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's a different thing completely. Absolutely. What? So when Goldman got the script, it's like, okay, I like the stuff, and it's like, get 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 rid of the second half, get rid of the CIA stuff, like just make it about just make it about a boy, yeah. just make it about a boy with his friends in Boston. I'm so glad he didn't join the CIA. Oh God, that it's like that that would that been horrible. But that would have been very bad. Yeah. So oh, it's like funny. they they did that. And um, the package was like it went through a lot of people. A lot of people loved the script, but the thing was, we want to cast it with our guys. And Damon and Affleck were always firming, like, no, we we're going to be in the movie. Like, okay. the movie's ours. Like, we want to be in the movie. Yeah. Um. So they finally got through Castle Rock and Harvey Weinstein. Well, Castle Rock, Harvey Weinstein, and, and the uh, and Miramax. Um. Yeah, they were able to cast themselves in the movie and be in it. And they got Gus Van Sant, who was a very up-and-down director. Very up-and-down. Um, Robin Williams came on board. I think... I forget who else they got, wanted to get for that, but it was definitely Robin Williams they got. Yeah, I mean, that's his... This is... Goodwill Hunting is, like, his first big movie. Damon? Yeah. Yeah, because he like he, he's, first... he's at the firm before that. Um... Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that pretty it's much like is. It's like the first movie that he's in that's like, you, you've got him in Courage Under Fire. Oh, yeah. And like, but but those aren't movies that are about him or, or you know. That, right, right, right. That, that doesn't do much for him. Right. You know, but like to come out the gate with Goodwill Hunting. Right, yeah, he's been working a little bit here and there for a while. Like he talked about, yeah. Edward Norton was another big contemporary of his and they worked together in Rounders after this. But yeah. um, they were talking about like uh, Primal Fear. They both went off of Primal Fear. Damon, it was between Damon and Norton. They went with Norton instead, and Norton got the Oscar nomination for it. 
Um, and that was another reason, like, okay, we started, we got to make our own material. Um, they got nominated for, Damon got nominated for Best Actor that year for yeah. 1997. He also got, not, and, and Affleck and Damon won the Oscar for original screenplay for um, Google Hunting. So Matt Damon is an Oscar winner, which a lot of people don't realize off the top of their head. Yep. Um, Google Hunting is amazing. It's, yeah, I, it, Good Will Hunting is one of those movies where a lot of people will be like, you know, you ask most people, like, what's your favorite movie? And you can you can probably get, like, five standard answers. Yeah. You're going to get, like, Shawshank, Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good Will Hunting is in there, I think. I think, I a think lot it's of up it, there. But, like, that's, like, one of the few where I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the movie rules. Like, it's it's actually very, very good. It's very good. It's very emotional. Yes. I think it still works today. Because a lot of those movies, 100%. like, those two movies you mentioned, like, Shawshank and Forrest Gump, like, yeah, I mean, if you look at IMDb and crap like that, like, that that's up there. Yeah. But it's like, there's a couple of things, it's like, oh, man, it's very much a 90s kind of hokey movie, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's some there's some kind of that in Google Hunting, but I think it's, it works to its benefit, almost. Yeah. No, it's still pretty raw. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a very, very good like yeah, one I, of I two two of my favorite two of my favorite things in that movie is though actually three I mean Rob Williams kills it in this movie and he and is he that does, the first time he was like serious no but he does the thing where it's like, I mean he had a um, good good morning Vietnam which is kind of dancing he's dancing between yeah. the two but he's got that I mean um last uh, Dead Poet Society of course the Fisher King yeah oh so, God I love the Fisher King yeah um Awakens that's right one. okay so you well, Awakens yeah. is really good yeah um. And Williams, the William, Ron Williams is a hairy, hairy person. <laughs> Very hairy boy. Yep. He does this thing where it's just like if it's a dramatic role, he'll kind of grow the beard out, grow the kind of grow the hair out, and let the and if it's a comedy, he like you know, get the wax, get the wax team, let's, let's get right. this off. Um, <laughs> but um, Ron Williams won Best Supporting Actor for this movie. And I mean, yeah, it's a great Williams is great in it. There's there's two roles, there's two scenes I love in it where it's just like it was after. Will is introduced to Sean um, by um, Stella Sarsgaard. Um, you know, Will kind of rips him down like, "Oh, you're just uh, you're you're uh, you're a community college teacher, whatever, professor. Who are you?" And then like, you know, the bench scene. Yes. Great bench scene. Yeah, the cover of the movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and like, you know, just or you kind of and it's like it's like a it's like a boxing match between the two. It's like, oh, you got to be the first, and now I'm coming back and when you hit me with the haymaker. So there's that scene, and there's a corpse of scene towards the end when, um, you know, Damon, you know, uh, Will's talking about, like, you know, I just, I, I dumped uh, Mini Driver and all that stuff. And, you know, he's like, it's not your fault. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. He was like, it's not your fault. Yeah, Sean, I know. So. And it's not your fault. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I know it's not my fault. Starts and breaking he, down. He, yeah, he, he says it so many times. Like, it's a great scene. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very simple scene, and, and he just keeps repeating the same line. Yep. Like, it's not your fault, but it's like, most of the acting is from Damon, of course. Yeah. Which, I mean, we, we got a two-hander like that, and it's almost like the, the it's almost like the, um, the, um, the, uh, the, the acting exercise where it's like someone holds a gun. And the other person has to react because the person who holds the gun doesn't have to do anything. He has a gun. So it's the other person who has to react. This is kind of like that where it's just like Williams is saying it's not your fault. Yeah. And then Damon kind of has, has to come to, to, to He has to react and come to him. And it's like he's kind of he, he's kind of nonchalant about it. And then he gets kind of confused and he gets angry. Then he breaks down. Just breaks down. And then, they, yeah. and then he hugs him. And it's like it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. It, you know, it's – I don't know when it happened, but like we got to address the weird like stigma about Matt Damon that like a lot of people just – brush him off and think he's like a meh actor yeah you know like i, I, I think like general audiences no i think so don't too. don't like 
dislike Matt Damon, but like they don't take him super seriously. Right, right. Which is so weird because this is such a. I kind of have a theory about that, and we'll get to it. Just okay. we'll get to it in, least in a second. Um, there's also the fact that Matt Damon said a lot of bad things recently, as far as like Me Too and like racism, and it's just like not bad. It's just like very tone deaf. Where it's okay. just like, hey man. Take a buy on this. Yeah, maybe don't. Talk don't don't about don't it. say anything. Yeah. Just just don't. Um, especially like the Project uh, Greenlight stuff with like the the African American female producer, and it's like, come on, man. But um, all that aside, no, Google Hunt is amazing. He has a great run there. He's a Google Hunt. He's got Rounders. He's got. Oh, don't skip his uh, appearance in Chasing Amy now. Uh, oh yeah, no, Chasing Amy's in there. Yep. Uh, same Pride Ryan, where he which plays we just a titular. Yep. He plays a titular Ryan. Yep. Um, where he, Mr. Ripley. Yeah, I, I tell Mr. Ripley, which, which I, I personally think is his best performance. Um, Dogma? Dog, yeah, I, I'm not a Kevin Smith guy, but you gotta throw Dogma in there. You can throw Dogma in there, yeah. yeah. I, I do want to mention uh, with uh, Saving Private Ryan, because, again, he's a titular Ryan. Yes. He's the, he's the Private Ryan. Um, based off a real story, kind of played around with for dramatic, dramatic license and what have you. And even Tom Hanks mentions in like Tom Hanks is um uh what the fuck's his name in the movie John yeah I don't remember but Tom Hanks mentions kept John Miller he mentions it in yeah. the movie like it becomes text now where it's just like I don't know right I don't care he's a, he's a name to me but if we actually save this kid maybe we can go home and that's kind of the cool thing about the movie where it's just like it's almost like apocalypse now where it's like you hearing about Ryan Ryan right. Ryan the entire movie and you finally see him. And like even even Spielberg when he's you know when he puts when he puts the guys to training all that stuff he had Damon chained away from everyone else. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like so it's like even even that even features the like I'm kind of like the outsider. I'm kind of like the guy who kind of comes in late in the game. It's like oh like well your other brother's dead and we have to bring it back. And it's like well God that's horrible. But it's like I'm with my brothers now. But I can't leave them because who, there's no one else to protect his bridge and he stays with them. So that kind of feeds onto the performance as well. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, God, I really, and this is the kind of this is my thing with DiCaprio, and Mark Wahlberg for sure. And again, all th- these two guys are in The Departed. I love young Matt Damon. He's so good as an actor. He's very like, mm-hmm. e- like energetic. Yeah, as like a young actor. And, I, and that's what I, that's what I love about those and guys. They're kind of turns... calcified into I... who they are. Like they're very energetic. They're yes. very like Norton's the same way as well. Where and again, that kind of whole crew at that time. Yeah. You, 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 can, even throw, you, can, you can even throw Matthew McConaughey in there as well because he's in the same period as well. But it's just like. Yeah, they're very energetic. They're willing to try shit. They're yeah. willing to just kind of like... Yeah, they don't have like any kind of legacy yeah, or They don't reputation. have the baggage or the yeah. legacy. They, again, they didn't calcify into who they are and right. what we now know now. They're kind of like, no, let's kind of do shit. Like, kind of, let's, try, let's just try some things. Yes. Yeah, and I think Goodwill Hunting is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, and then as you... Yeah, a lot of his like earlier performances are a lot more fun. Yeah. And that, I mean... I think Mark Wahlberg is the prime example of that for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I always say, like, I I call him actor Mark Wahlberg because he's technically an actor and he's technically in front of a camera. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. No. But, um, no, but young Mark Wahlberg, he's no, got, he, like... Like, Boogie Nights, man. Boogie Nights and Fear. He's so fun in Boogie Nights. Yeah, and Fear as well. It's like, God damn, I love yep. young Mark And it's like, yep. yeah, now he's just, now he's, now he's just a prick. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's, now he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But, um... He's not in that fucking hat, is he? No. Okay, God, God no. <laughs> Burn that fucking hat. We'd have to start from scratch. But um, so the theory. So so you mentioned like how Damon's like kind of really taking it seriously, kind of like maybe like a DiCaprio or, you know, you kind of name as a contemporary again, like a Norton as well. You kind of name as contemporaries where it's like in that kind of time period, and I think it's because of Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Because on the top of the bill, you have George Clooney. 
height of his powers, looking as good as he did. Brad Pitt, looking as good as he did. Matt Damon's the younger brother of those two. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. Okay. Whereas, like, you got Don Cheadle in there as well. You got Andy Garcia. You got Julia Roberts. Sure. You, you're pitching with a load of cast, and that's kind of the point of the movie. Matt Damon is kind of treated as the younger brother in those movies. Interesting. And I feel like that kind of kind of, kind of, that kind of resonates throughout the rest of his career, where it's just like, oh, no, Damon's cool, but, you know, he's not them. Interesting. I, and again, like, DiCaprio would never have done an Ocean's Love in that role. No, no, no. And I, because uh, because DiCaprio's kind of chasing Robert De Niro's legacy. A lot. A lot. I mean, yes. De Niro's kind of the one who kind of found him for Scorsese. So it's like, De Niro, DiCaprio's kind of have that kind of chasing that. I think Dame is kind of like, yeah, I could be A-lister, but I also want to do, like, you know, unique things as well. Because he, he, like, he has, like, that weird cameo in, in uh, the second part of Che. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You see Spanish the entire time. Yeah, I forgot all and about he, that. And he's just and he, he comes in, he's out. It's like he does weird he shit. Does like that. do weird shit. Yeah. And I like him a lot. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. I like. Um, I, he, I feel like some of his reputation was damaged because of te- the whole Team America thing. Oh, there's because, that too. You know, and I mean, obviously oh, God, that's not, I forgot about that. Yeah, obviously that's not going to destroy a career. No, no, you no. Know, having someone say your name really but, but, silly. But in the general public, I think the first thing you think of Matt Damon is He's probably that. Matt Damon, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's that and his... Rival with Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going to go there. Okay. Uh, I was going to say his friendship with Ben Affleck because I think a lot of people don't like Ben Affleck. No, they don't. You know, um, and... Those two are kind of synonymous in Hollywood. Oh, I mean, you know, again, they like, won the Oscar together, and right. they came in together. They're so pretty like, much, they're, I mean, him, Casey Affleck, right. they're the kind of brothers to yes, a degree. exactly. So I think, uh, like, you know, between, you know, your younger brother theory and, like, the weird, the weird cult, like, culture thing where he, he was, he should, like, what did they just say his name funny in Team America yeah, and it yeah. just went viral before yeah. viral was a thing? Yeah, that and, like, the whole Ben Affleck relationship, I think a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, Matt Damon, like, that guy. Yeah. Which is like, no, like, Matt Damon rules. No, he does. He's a very good actor. No, he is. Um, but, yeah, okay, so, yeah, he's got, like, you're, this run is killer. Good Will Hunting, Rounders. He's in All the Pretty Horses, which is not a good movie. When was uh, that? It was, like, 2000, 2001, he was I believe. was in Titan AE? I didn't know he was the voice. Oh, yeah, he was Dude, in that Titan as well. Titan AE rules. Yeah, so he's in All Pretty Horses, the uh, Cormac McCarthy adaptation. I believe. Okay. Yeah, okay, that Billy Bob Thornton does. I was kind of butchered, and that didn't really do that well, but, no, he's in that. And then, yeah, Ocean's 11, 2001. Yep. Uh, Born, the first Born, 2002. So that's where he kind of cashed in, like, I want to be an action star. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a very big deal. That was a very big deal. Yeah, the Bourne series is... The first three Bournes, again, I was never that big of a Bourne guy when it happened, but kind of looking at it back now, I was like, no, the first three Bournes are really legit good one of those, films. One of those rare situations where, in my opinion, each movie gets better. Oh, yeah. You Especially know? when it comes in the third one, was like, oh, the third one oh, almost could have been nominated for Best rips. Picture that year. Yeah. Like, that it's, a, it's a great one, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he gets... Yeah, I mean, Bourne, I... That's such a good. That's such a good franchise. Yeah. Uh, Again, the first three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I didn't see Jason Bourne. I didn't either. And then I did see the Bourne. Like I see the one with the Renner. Bourne, the Bourne Runner. Yeah. And that was. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's in fucking stuck on you. Oh wow! With now this is with Greg movie. Kinnear. With Greg Kinnear. Yeah, they play the twins. Twins. It's a fucking a Farley Brothers movie. Yeah, yeah. I have seen. Stuck on you so many fucking times. <laughs> I don't know why. My dad owns it, and okay. like 
he lives in my dad lives in New Jersey. Don't get to see him too much. And like I would always watch movies when I went over there. He always had a lot of movies. Yeah. And like for whatever reason, I just popped in Stuck on You one time. First of all, why does my dad own Stuck on You on DVD? That's a good question. Hilarious. And then I, I popped it in one time, thought it was like a funny movie. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And I just like watched it over and over and over. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I'm a big uh, big Stuck on You stand. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to sit here and defend it. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, yeah. With, um... um God, this guy's got a fucking George Clooney's George, George Clooney's directorial debut with uh, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> not a bad movie. So he's kind of simultaneously doing the Oceans and the Bourne movies. Yeah. You know, those are coming out. Because Oceans, tw- Oceans 12 came out in 2004, With and then... Bourne Supremacy. Yeah, Bourne Supremacy. And then, yeah, same thing, 2007, they both came out at the same time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He's just all over the place here. Yeah. Shows up in Law and Order? What? So he's in the Brothers Grimm. Have you ever seen the Brothers Grimm? No. It's weird. I know. It's like, eh. Yeah. Uh, that's why I haven't seen it. Him and Ledger. Yeah. Him and Ledger doing, like, a Gilliam movie. Yeah. Like, I don't... I was wanting to like it, and then I saw it and was like, "Oh, it's a movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, how I felt too. Which is a bummer. Yeah, big bummer. Uh, yeah, man. I feel like it's Terry Gilliam's career in a nutshell, where it's just like, "Yeah, it's a movie." Like, he has Brazil, and it's like, "I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take him away from Brazil." But Brazil is like an all time in the '80s. Yes. But it's like I don't think he'll ever reach those heights ever again. No, 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 not even close. He's got a couple that like I will stand up for. Sure. Brazil, obviously. Mm-hmm. I fuck, I fuck with Monty Python. Oh, no, of course, yeah, yeah, doesn't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm just, I'm just talking about Terry Gilliam by himself. Oh, okay. Uh, the Fisher King, I love. Oh yeah, yeah. I really love the Fisher King, but like after that, like yeah, eh. Doctor Parnassus was okay. Yeah, you know. I mean, of course, the untimely death of Ledger, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of hampers that movie, but yeah, a lot. They had to do some really weird stuff. Yeah, to yeah, make it work. But I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, that's so weird. But uh, he's in Syriana, which. Listen, I like Syriana. I know go, I, go I, I might it. be I might be one of the ten people in the world who remembers anything about Syriana, but I like it. I, that movie's way too complicated for its own good, but it's, I, a, it's a really good dramatic thriller. I have no idea what Syriana is about. Oh, I don't. Th- listen, you I th- could lie to me right now, and I would believe every word you said. I think if you if a you, desert, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's about oil. It's about you know. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a boy. It's about the complicated nature. Uh, it's a it's a it's in the mid two thousands. There is this trend of like we're gonna get like all these interconnected stories together and like this happens here and affects this over there and this Syrian is that oh okay with oil that's what it is with the Middle East oil and what and like you know America trying to get their hands on it I I think if you if you is it was that was it Stephen Guggenheim Guggen I think it's Stephen, I think it's Stephen Guggen who directed wrote directed that I think if you sat in here right now and asked him to explain what Syrian is I don't know if you get through the whole thing. He might have forgotten. He might have forgotten. Like, uh, this, oh, this I movie, did that. That's this right. was 13 years ago. That's the movie that George Clooney won his Oscar for. Won his first Oscar for. What? Um, For Best Supporting Actor. Is he good at it? He puts on weight and he has a beard and he gets tortured. Okay, so he's great for the Oscars. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he is good in it, but that, that really kind of... Yeah, you know, that's like what they That's for. That's that's their, that's um, their, that's their catnip. But um, no, he's in that. And then, um, again, he's in The Departed. The Departed, yeah. yeah. Which, like, he plays, you know, one of the main characters. Yeah, he plays he plays Colin Sullivan, who he is... Knows. He's, like, the heel of the movie. He's the heel of the movie. He, yeah. He's the one on the cover of the Boston Police Department. I, he's my favorite part of the movie. Again, I think it's a good... It's a bad, good movie. I don't like the movie that much. But it really has not aged well. No, God, oh God, it really, no. it really has not aged well in many different ways. No, 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 no. You know, just in quality alone, I don't think it's aged well. No, and then which context. is weird. No, which is weird because it's like the so Scorsese from two thousand. He's got oh, bringing out the dead is ninety nine, but I'll, I'll put that in there. So he's got that. He has Gangs New York, 
Then he has the Aviator. Then he has the Parted. Then after the Parted, he takes. Not so, I mean, he he has like Shine a Light. He has his documentary there. But after, so his next feature film after the Departed was I think it was Shutter Island. I think you're right. Unless I'm just missing something really off. And then think of Shutter Island, and then it was Hugo. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's like the Departed is like that weird kind of middle one where it's like, no, the movies beforehand were really good. The movies after were really good. Very good. Where were the Departed? <laughs> Very okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, like I was saying. Yeah. Like the the actual movie itself, the quality, not yeah. not aging well. And I think it's because it's a remake of Eternal Infernal Affairs from Hong Kong. Yeah. It went through a lot of casting. What ifs? Like it went through a lot of people. A lot of different people were supposed to be in that movie. Um, Chris kind of hired. Yeah, he kind of just came on to do it. Um, he wanted to make a really gritty B thriller, like a B movie thriller. Okay. And then once the cast kind of came on, Warner Brothers was like, "Oh, you have DiCaprio, Damon, and Nicholson. We no, just, this give us some Oscars. Yeah, we gotta, we yeah. gotta, we gotta, we gotta jump up the marketing for this. Okay. And that was the one that you know won Best Picture, won direct, Best Director. Again, we look at that lineup for Best Picture that year. That was The Departed, Little Bit of Sunshine, The Queen, Babel, and Letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, yeah, that's not a... Not a great lineup. Not a deep pool there. No. And no. I, I like that year, too. I like 2006. Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, Children of Men in there. Um, God, there's another one. I'm, I'm, Only five nominees that, that huh? Yeah, that, they, didn't, they didn't change that until 2009. Yeah. But, um, no, we kind of look at that lineup for Best... Uh, picture it's like i, I guess, guess the departed, departed. Yeah. i, I would have voted for letters for iwo jima personally i love that movie it's a better movie it's um, a better movie but it's just like yeah not a great we, we gotta look at the lamps like yeah okay i guess the departed wins oh yeah you got the narrative scorsese one before for whatever fucking reason yeah i guess we got to give it to him for this one right right um you know he's no, David, but I, I, I met him fucking met, fought in this movie yeah like, Matt a fair, he's my favorite performance in that movie i i i, I gotta agree because He's the most important performance in that movie for me. Like, I, whatever Leonardo DiCaprio is doing is gonna be fine, I think, <laughs> because he's like the hero, I guess. Question mark. He's, yeah, yeah. Big quotation marks. Right, yeah, right. but like, Damon plays such a cool villain. That's like he and 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 that and, and that's something I mentioned in the top of the podcast where it's because like. Damon has to play both sides equally. Yeah. DiCaprio's on the cover, so he kind of has to be in the underworld for most of the time. Right. Dica- Damon's kind of like, I got I to gotta tell Jack what's going on, and I got to do, I got to, you know, play the role as the as the cop. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he straddles both lines really well. Yes. I mean, we can talk about the real best performance in The Departed, which is Alec Baldwin saying, would you some kind of health nut fuck off really quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite Or he's just kind of like, hey, can I talk to you for a second, please? You yeah, still fucking hard on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, The Departed, he's great in. Yeah. Uh, he got Ocean's 13. He shows up as Matt Damon and Arthur? What? What the hell's Arthur? Arthur the Aardvark? Like, the PBS, like, cartoon? Again, the name is just moving weird I stuff like that. I love him. Again, he's the awesome. camera wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> the camera would be like, what's Arthur? What's Arthur? So he's back to back. He does. He, he, so in two thousand four, he has the Born Supremacy and Ocean's Twelve, and yeah. then in two thousand seven, he has yeah. Ocean's Thirteen and the Born Ultimatum. Yeah, that's. Whew. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot. He's fucking the husband in Ponyo. Oh, is he really? Oh, weird. Because it's not a role at all. Oh, okay. You haven't seen Ponyo? I haven't seen Ponyo, and I don't do the I don't do the English dub for Studio. Okay, so in Ponyo, Tina Fey's the mother. She's got a pretty 
meaty role, mm-hmm. and the father is like a sailor. Okay. And you don't see him for the whole movie. And then, like, there's, like, one scene in the movie where, like, the barge that he's on is, like, passing by the ocean where their house is. And he, like, talks to his kid on the phone for a second. It's like, that's fucking Matt Damon. And then he's never in the movie again. Nice. <laughs> See, just going for a couple hours of work. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I forgot. You're he in, you're out. <laughs> Great. Uh, he's Invictus, which he gets another no- nomination for? Yeah. What is it? Is that the... S- Nelson Mandela rugby yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that, that good. Movie. Yeah, no. Clint Eastwood, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Damon did too. Oh, and then in 2009, he's in The Informant, which you I have love to say like that because it has an it, exclamation I point. I love in that movie. I fuck him. He's so good. He's, that's my second favorite performance of it. He, he gained the weight. That, got, might, he, that might be my, my favorite performance. It's, it's up there. I'll, like he, When we get to the end of this, I'll, I'll kind of come up with mine probably. He, uh, like, he gained the weight. He, uh, he, has the, he has the folky accent. Oh, it's so good. Um, what, a, what a what a weird movie. I mean, Steven Soderbergh. So yes, yeah, but yes. yeah, he like he, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that movie since it came out in theaters, and I think I own it actually. But it's I like seen it a long time. he, yeah, he's just dialed into that movie. He's like going all the way in. He's like, I mean, he's worked with Soderbergh before, of course, with the Ocean's movies and everything like that. Yeah, and Che and Che as well. But it's just like, yeah, he's just all he's just like, I'm going all the way on this one. So I feel like this is when, I mean, he's taken a couple dips in between all this. Yeah, but. While he's taking those dips, he's still putting out his franchise. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's still on top, and then and then I mean, for for a lot of, for a lot of um especially for a lot of male actors, that's kind of what the franchise is for. Yes. Where it's just like, oh hey, that movie kind of bombed. Let's get another one. Let's get another. Uh, let's get another oh, edition of oh, this Oh, you movie just now. did the Judge. It's okay. Iron Man three is coming out. Exactly. Soon. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's um, just like, oh, Lions for Lambs didn't work. Well, let's get another Mission Impossible. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So I feel like this is around the time that he starts to kind of fall off. And do weird bad stuff. This is a bad run. Because I know after I know after Invictus and Informer, he's got Hereafter with Cle- with Cleese So he's got True Grit. I like him in True Grit. No, True Grit's great. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw any shade. No, at no, True no. Grit. I like him in True Grit, but, but, but got, the same the same year, the Hereafter's in it, right? He, hereafter and yeah. Green Zone. Oh, fuck. So this is when he starts to do really. I I don't I, know what this genre of Matt Damon is. I don't either. I saw Green Zone in theaters too. Why? Because I saw where the French wanted to go. Fair. Um, and again, I've, that movie is kind of trying to explain why 9-11 happened, and like, it's like, oh, this, what, it was what? a very A and B. Let me, let me just, I'm going to read you, the, we can sure. go yeah, yeah, into yeah. the movies yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to read you the titles of all these movies, and they are all the same genre somehow. Okay. Even though they're all completely different movies, and they all look the same. Green Zone? Yeah. Hereafter. The Adjusted Bureau. Contagion. And I'll throw in, like, Promised Land? Where they're oh, all just wow, like, that is kind of the same movie. They're all just kind of like, oh, Matt Damon's in another movie this year. Not even that, but it's like they're 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 movies that take so seriously. They're Boring movies like thrillers. Is that yeah? Is because Contagion's kind of Contagion. I don't think Contagion's that good, honestly. No. Um. Again, I saw that one in theaters as well. Um. I almost like the Adjustment Bureau. It's got a great premise. Yes. It's got a great premise. It's got Emily Blunt. Um. Anthony Mackie, uh, John Slattery. So it's got, it's, it looked like it could have been Tara more than Stamp it was in that, right? Tara Stamp, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. like God or whatever. Yeah, so it, it could have, it could have been more than it is. But no, those, that kind of run, those, I mean, you can throw Elysium in there too. Um, yep. Those movies are kind of like, here are like some serious kind of maybe genre movies. Some thrillers thrown in there. They're, they're, what they're, they're, they? they're, what, what they're is this worth, it's like, his career, it's so it, weird. Oh, it's a really weird phrase of his career. It's like, 
that's kind of Matt Damon kind of cashing in as being a movie star, where it's like, oh, Matt Damon's on the Matt Damon's on the cover, Matt Damon's on the poster, he's on he's top of the call list. All the posters look the same. Oh yeah, like it's just like Matt Damon looking somber. Like, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like, like they take them so seriously, but they they have they have aspirations. They have no quality. They have no um. They have no quality of being of getting towards right. Um, Promised Land was supposed to be a directorial debut. Which he didn't do. No, which he didn't do because of Elysium. Like it, the, the schedule would have, the schedule would have. I liked Elysium. Elysium's fine. It's fine. I I'd probably go for before Oblivion over Elysium personally. Um, well, it's got Tom Cruise, so it's got Tom Cruise, uh, and then it doesn't have Jodie Foster doing whatever the hell she's doing with her accent. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You know, we, we can. That, yeah. Yeah, but um, no. So Promise Land's supposed to be a directorial, de- uh, directorial debut. And then uh, Elysium got in the way of that, so he, he kind of brings on Gus Van Sant. It's not a good movie. Um, John Krasinski is in there. He's not getting that at all. Um, not, a, not a John Krasinski guy. I'm not, no, we're not. This, this is the anti-John Krasinski podcast. Fuck it. High five skis. Okay, I'm stoked because, like, I don't give a shit. Like, who, like what? Explain John Krasinski's talk to me. No. The Office? Yeah, that's it. Get out of here. No, for a lot of millennials, that's it. And it's just like, i never seen a frame of The Office. I don't care. But it's like, I remember any time... He shows up in a movie. I'm like, oh god, like ah. Uh, it, it takes me out of the movie. That guy. No, it's like it's like Scoop Maneri was he was, he was, was Scoop Maneri busy. Was Scoop like, Maneri busy yeah. because I would have much rather had it. Yeah, that's what I it feels been like. I was so bummed if in Frank John Krasinski showed up. Oh god. god. Anyways, he's um, like Don, like you, you, like where's Donald Gleason? <laughs> so like here, I think I think this whole segment of his career sums up why I love him so much. So he's doing all these weird like. I don't know what we're going to call him. I'm going to call him Boring Thrillers. Sure. But right in the middle of that, he just shows up on 30 Rock for four episodes of oh, yeah. his Tina Fey's boyfriend named Carol. That's I true. I love yeah, him yeah. for that. Like, yeah. that is, like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's literally right in the middle of all of that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and we bought a zoo. Yeah. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> What's he doing, man? I, yeah, I think I think I really I think it is. Is like I'm gonna kind of catch on the movie, so I'm, I'm gonna do some things I want to do. Um, it was in the Zero Theorem? I didn't see that. Oh yeah. Oh my god. This okay. This phase of his career is much longer than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. It starts in 2010. Yeah. It goes for. Well, so it was a, I mean, you got Margaret, which people love Margaret. I I won't include in this. No. I feel like that's got its own thing going on. That's its own thing going on. It it. It was filmed, I forget when it was filmed, but it was filmed years prior, and then it kind of, it was on the shelf, and then it came out in 2011. No, but if you, if you, if you're in a room of critics, and you mention Kenneth Lodigan's Margaret, everyone, all the critics will turn around like, I love Margaret! I, I mean, I, I haven't seen Margaret. It's really hard to see. It's, because I can't find it. Right, it's, it's hard um, to find. So he's doing all this weird shit, he's still, he's got Elysium and the Zero Theorem in the same year. Yeah. He shows up in Interstellar for five seconds. He's really bad in that movie. He wakes up and like cries and he's like I'm evil and then he leaves. And he's kind of like, ah. pudgy. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of pudgy. And he gets in a fight with Mad David on an alien planet. Like it, it's his name is Man. Not a good because he's the best of man. Not a not a good fight. No. No. It's a bad uh, fight. He's in the Monuments Men, which throw that into that that category. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Not gonna like, move either. No. Not at all. And then uh, again, like uh, uh, quick tangent. Go. Don't make it quick. Let's. Director George Clooney is the worst thing to happen to actor George Clooney. Interesting. Okay. George, director George Clooney has only has one good movie. Good night, good luck. 
Because he has Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. It's a good movie. It's a, right out the gate as the first one. There's like water in there. Okay. <laughs> that was a cat. Um, our, our guest host. Yeah, yeah. The, the producer. Shows it, yeah, producer Garvin Arnar. Um, so Goonies' first directorial debut is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind in 2003 with um, Sam Rockwell. Good out of the gate. It's fine. Good night, good luck. Great movie. I watch it almost every year. Gets directed. He gets nominated for best director for that. It's a solid movie. Leatherhead to John Krasinski. Not good. Um, shit, yeah. what did he have? Was that Monty? He's, he's done a lot more directing than I uh, am familiar with. Who, Clooney? Yeah. I think Monty Mitzman is the next one, if I remember correctly. Ides of March. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, Ides of March. Not good. I don't think it's good. I know a lot of people do. And it's that 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 feels like a naive political movie. It's like, Ooh. politics are politics are, are dangerous and 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 it's like it's like when Super Size Me came out and he was like McDonald's bad for you and I'm like yeah I fucking know dude. right it's like, it's like politics is dirty yeah we know yeah no I got it yeah, yeah. You're, you're way behind it's yeah just, yeah yeah uh yeah Leatherheads Ides of March Monuments Men and then Suburbicon oh yeah Suburbicon which is two years ago with Matt Damon that that was a movie that the Coen Brothers wrote and that, that was one of those scripts that Coen Brothers wrote kind of put in their shelf like we can't do this one and that's that's a telltale sign if the Coen Brothers can't make it work don't do what it. What do you think you're going to do? Don't do it. Right. That happens all the time with their movie. With their movie. If, if, if they have, the, 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 there's a one script called Gambit they did with uh, Colin Farrell, which got made, I, uh, I think, 2013, 14, somewhere around there. Some, I forget who directed it, but it's not a good movie. If, listen, if the Coen brothers write it and they can't make it work, don't do it. For yeah. the love of God, don't do it. Yeah, they're kind of talented. Yeah, they're kind if of... they can't pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Then you're yeah. not going to. Um, yeah, so he's got all these bad boring movies i guess yeah and then the martians 2015 yeah which is a blast which is kind of because okay so from 2010 about the martian well i'll, I'll get to that in a second okay. but 2010 2015 like you just said he's in this weird kind of weird like what the hell is this kind of movie career where it's like he's on the post i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna call it the general public career or portion of his career okay because it's like again big star is on the poster you know matt damon you're gonna go watch it i don't think most of those movies made money i don't think i've seen any of those movies. I've seen a good chunk of those movies, Elysium unfortunately. Elysium and The Adjustment Bureau. Yeah, I've seen a good chunk of those movies, unfortunately. I, I like Matt Damon, so I'm, I'm not counting True Grit because True Grit fucks. No, no, True Grit doesn't count because, again, it's Coen Brothers. Yeah. But it's just like, I think that's kind of what that movie, those what those movies are, where it's like they're kind of trying to bank on Matt Damon being an, act, well, being an A-list star, sure. where it's just like, he's on the poster, people know who he is, they're going to watch him. You look at the box office receipts, maybe not that much. So The Martian was kind of like a return to form for him. Yeah. Because he got nominated for, he got nominated for Which Best... Which I think on paper, The Martian is one of those movies. It's like... Kind of, yeah. It's just like, oh, you look, okay, he's big Matt Damon in an astronaut helmet face, and yeah. that's the poster, and you're going to see it. It's really but, Sky, like, it's really Scott who's kind of going through that same Ridley period Scott, as well, yeah. where it's just like, we discussed those movies, and it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And it, I mean, that's that. honestly, that's my question for Ridley Scott's entire career, personally. But sure. for, for, for a lot of people up to that point, that was kind of what you're asking for Ridley Scott. So it's like, yeah, Scott, you have Damon, loaded cast out the, up the ass, where you got Mackenzie Lord. Davis, you got Donald Glover, Chujo Legend 4, Kate Mara, Jessica Chastain. My fucking boy, Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong, Sebastian Stan, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels, Sean Bean, Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten Wig. So it's like, he, loaded cast. Lo, uh, Michael Pena. We can't forget Michael, Michael Pena, Pena, for God's yeah, sakes. Yep. So it's like, it's got a loaded, loaded cast. Um, so my feelings on Martian is I watched that movie. I was kind of apprehensive. Again, I'm not a really Scott guy. You can at me, whatever. I don't care. I don't. I am not I mean, a really. I'm not a really scared guy. You have. You're in a safe space. Um, I don't give a shit about really scared. I'm always in a safe space because I am my space. But fair. Yeah, I'm a really scared guy. 
Ridley Scott can give you a good movie if the script is good. Which we've seen. He's, Which we've he's seen. He's made great movies. He's made good movies. Yeah. Again, like, if the script's good, he's going to give you a good movie. If it's bad... You're gonna get a really Scott movie, which can kind of go either go either way. I think it usually goes bad in those regards. The Martian's a good movie. Martian's a good movie. Yeah, and I watched it's it again. Very I, fun. I watched it again on TV again because I I watched it in 2015 when it came out. I'm watching it like early this year when it came when it was on FX, and I was like, oh no, this movie's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun, but once you kind of get into it's one of those movies when you get the proceedings of it, it's very fun. It's very it's and it's a great movie as far as plot goes because it's like okay. You're on Mars. He gets stranded on Mars. How do you get off Mars? How do people? How do people on Earth get him off Mars? It's a very kind of A B C D. It is that kind of movie, and he gets off Mars. Like it's very kind of cut and dry, and you kind of see him doing the work as far as like this is what you have to do to get off Mars. This happened, so you got to do this. This happened, you got to do right. this, and it's very kind. Of, and you kind of see it from both angles, like from Earth and from Mars as well. Right, and it seems like. He had a blast with that movie, too. It seemed like it, too. He seemed very alive. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like in the couple movies before, he just was working. Because a lot, because uh, because it kind of does, like, the castaway thing with Tom Hanks, where it's just, like, when, you, when you're with the Damon, it's mostly Damon by himself. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of with him. And, like, again, I don't think, again, you put DiCaprio in the Martian, I don't know if it works that well. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. No. It, it, oh, oh, God, oh, it might become the revenant. It was like, oh, I'm that's, that's, that's me on Mars. Exactly where my brain went. It was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm crawling out of a, I'm crawling out of a crater on Mars. <laughs> I had to carve out this alien and sleep inside it for days. Like, like, All right, come on, man. Whereas, whereas Matt Damon's like, I had to shit in a potato and then I ate it. Weird. Like... I'm a space pirate, literally. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what's the worst part of video on Mars? All this disco music just got chance they left behind. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, so he's very fun in the movie. He got nominated across the board. He got nominated for the, for the Oscar for that Best Actor. That was his first nomination since um, uh, Invictus 2009. That was his first Best Actor nomination since uh, Good Will Hunting. Yes. So it's been a while. Again, it was kind of like a return to form. Like, oh yeah, Matt Damon, yeah. Yeah, very, very. Uh, and, and he doesn't follow it up. No, what, what, what's after that? Oh, after that, he's got Jason Bourne, which yeah, uh, I I he was against coming back as in that role. I think for a while he was I just like, th- I'm not doing that. I think that's what the case was, and I think they kind of sold him on it, and it was kind of like, hey, we're gonna gonna we're gonna make a gritty kind of go back to basics, and I was like, oh, all right. And I, again, I didn't see it. I I didn't either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think many people see. I don't I don't know the receipts off the top of my head. But I don't know if many people saw it, but um. Yeah, and also, like, Tony Gilroy and Damon kind of had, like, a falling out as far as, like, the third one goes. Because, like, Gilroy kind of rewrote a lot of the things, kind of came in to, you know, do some cleanup and stuff like that. I feel like Damon and Greengrass kind of like, no, we're kind of taking it back ourselves. Oh, fuck, dude. Toby, we have to go see Jason Bourne. Why? Bill Camp's in it. Shit, yeah, okay. Yeah, we gotta watch Yeah, okay, no, we're, that, that'll be the next movie we talk about. All right. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Okay, we got to do it. Um, <laughs> Fucking love Bill Camp. No, Bill, no this, is a, this is a podcast about Bill Camp. Um, <laughs> sponsored by Bill Camp. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the movie. Again, the franchise is kind of like a safety blanket for a lot of these actors, where it's just like, okay, we kind of, that was kind of a down year. Let's do another, let's do another uh, of this franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the same year, he has The Great Wall. Oh God! Oh, you know, you know who went and saw that in theaters, your boy. Really? Oh yeah. How was it? Not good. No, because that was. Did kinda, I have a great time? Absolutely. That was that was China kind of figuring out. Okay, I, I honestly it probably wasn't a terrible movie. 
it was not a good movie, but no. like I fucking had a blast watching that movie because I went into it knowing exactly what I was gonna get. Okay, uh, you know it's fucking Matt Damon fighting monsters on the Great Wall of China. Right, like I'm I'm in whatever. So that was that was the movie. That movie is kind of like China realized that they have, as far as box office and, and box market goes, they're the most powerful demographic in the, in the world now. Because mm-hmm. after. After the financial crisis of 2008, DVDs kind of tailed off, and domestic isn't as important as, as studios are, Hollywood is expecting now. Yep. So if you do, do, you do you do well domestically, awesome, beautiful. Great. Overseas, we got it where the money is. so much yeah, more. Yeah, overseas is where the money is. Yep. So China was like, okay, instead of importing Hollywood movies, why don't we make our own Hollywood movie? Right. And that's what that was. Uh, yeah. It, that's what a great wall was. Fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think it did that well in China. It was great to look at. I mean, it's, it's the directed, costume design was fucking. It's directed cool. by Zhang Yanmu, yes, who did um, Hero. He did um, Curse of the Golden Flower. So I was like, you're gonna get Beautiful a good looking movie. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get a, yeah, you're gonna get a good looking movie. Absolutely gorgeous yeah. movies. Um, and like that's that's like kind of. I don't think he did that well. China selling point for that. Yeah, yeah, he did fucking House of Flying Daggers too. Those are. Th- oh hell yeah! Which I love that movie as well. Those three. Yeah, yeah. Those three right there are some of the best. Uh, some of the best fucking martial arts movies I've ever seen. Um, and then 2017, not a good year. Uh. But he did do... I don't, did you see Ragnarok? He showed up in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah! He does, like, a, he does like a stage interpretation, and he plays Loki. Yeah! It's very funny. No, it's great! Uh, but then he's got Suburbicon and Downsizing. Oh, oh. Which, like, oh, no. Yeah, that's, that's like... Two, <laughs> that's, like, two directors who aren't doing so great just casting him as the lead. No, that's... Yeah... I mean, I mean, it's just a downside because people have like Oscar aspirations for that because it's Alexander Payne. The Academy loves him. It's a weird left turn for Payne doing that kind of high concept movie, and it didn't land. No, didn't land at all. Um, yeah, Superb Con's not that good. So it was. It's got a loaded cast. It's got Oscar Isaac. It's got Julianne Moore. So it's just like okay, you expect that kind of do something. No, didn't do anything. No. And then this year he hasn't been anything. He, right. He's apparently in Deadpool too. I don't. I can't. I don't know if he did like a. I don't remember that. Okay. And then he was an unsane. He played a police officer. That Claire Foy movie that was like all filmed on an iPhone. But sort of. He's in that. It says he plays police officer uncredited. Oh, okay. So. Right. And then we the, the the it's not going to mean his acting credit, but he did produce uh, Manchester by the Sea. Right, because he was supposed he to direct that as well. Going to direct that movie right. again, scheduling. I'm very glad he didn't, because I, yeah. I love what we got. Oh no, he, he was supposed to direct it and, and star in it, and then oh my gosh, yeah, and then he kind of once he kind again scheduling, and then once he that could have been a good. Oh Jesus, Grayson, I'm so sorry. We have a guest uh, interrupt. Yep, on the phone. No, that's fine. He loves laying on phones. Well, he he would not be the first cat to lay on my phone during a podcast. Yeah, but um, he's a good good friendly boy. But, uh, um, yeah, he was supposed to direct and star in it. That would have probably... And then, he, and then he, once he kind of realized what Lonergan was writing, and it kind of like, okay, and then you got it, you got to direct it. He was supposed to star in it. And then he, at the scheduling, movie. and then he kind of, he kind of, again, he's your quote-unquote younger brother, he got Casey Affleck to do it. And again, say what you will about Casey Affleck. Dude can act. He can act, and he's really good in it. He's fucking Again, good. I would have voted for Denzel Washington, personally, but I have no quibbles him winning Best Actor that yeah, year. Yeah, he was fantastic in that yeah. movie. Um... I do think had Damon done this movie and like put some effort into it, he, I'm assuming he would have been playing Lee. Yeah. So, uh, had he done Manchester by the Sea, um, and played Lee and yeah. like put some effort into it, that would have been a cool like revival of his like artsier kind of phase that he very had. much so. You know, yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah, kind yeah. of a cool thing I to think, see. Yeah, I think it would have been. I think it would have been great in it. I think it would have been interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he would have given you the damage. 
that Casey Affleck gave you in that movie. A lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah, that he was playing a zombie in that movie, and it worked so. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean that's that's um, the end of uh, that's his... Matt Damon's career. Yeah, he's got a couple things coming up. Okay, uh, some movie called Ford vs Ferrari: The True Story of the Battle Between Ford and Ferrari. Who gives a shit? Uh, oh, James Mangold. What? Oh, I heard of that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the cast is okay. Yeah, who's in it? Uh, you got uh, Christian Bale, John Bernthal. That's who... right, Bale. Yeah, yeah. John Bernthal. People are just banking on him. Bernthal's amazing. He's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I. I... Berthold's one of those guys who's like, oh, Berthold of this? Nice. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. A couple movies in development, but uh, that's about it. Okay. Something, yeah, he's playing Robert Kennedy, I guess. Sure. Boston boy. Sure, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, that's all I'm seeing. I feel like every Boston guy has to play Kennedy at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. Kind of like a, a, Kennedy. a Kennedy. Yeah, a Kennedy. It could be Ted. It could be... It doesn't matter. It's just a Kennedy. Kind of the same thing with... um, um. Hired British actor has to be in a costume drama eventually. Uh, eventually, you mean at birth? At birth, yeah, it's in a contract. You got to be in it. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So, you, what is your favorite of his? Tales of Mr. Ripley. Tales of Mr. Ripley. Okay. Informant was probably. My... I think the informant's like my number one. Yeah. Um, Google hunting's up there. Rounders is up there. Stuck on you is way up. There. <laughs> I oh like him in the. God. I like him in the Ocean series. He's fun in those. Yeah. He's really fun in those. Again, he with the makeup and the, he again. played Spirit and Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, that animated horse movie yeah. from two thousand two. He played the horse. <laughs> I love him. He's good as Jason Bourne too. He's really good as Jason yeah, Bourne. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean, yeah. He's a great action star. No, he is. Yeah, yeah he surprisingly is. And that was one of those things where it's like, oh, Matt Damon's going to be an action star? How Fuck like yeah. Gonna, how's it going to work? And then you see it, like, oh, no, Matt Damon's an action star. perfectly. Works yeah. perfectly, yeah. He's fucking jacked. Like, he's like this little, he's like a bulldog of a man. Yeah. So it kind of works yeah. uh, physically, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like all there is to say. Again, like, I... I meat and potatoes. That's like... That, Really good quality meat and potatoes. Great meat and potatoes. Right, right, right. Like some of the best meat and potatoes you've ever had. Right, yeah. It's like it's like you got, you got to go into like a high end restaurant. It's like I just want some meat and potatoes, and it's like you come out. It's like oh, these are really good meat and potatoes. Yeah, very good. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Again, yeah. I feel like he's underrated like, meat and potatoes. He's he's kind of like I'm trying to do a basketball equivalent, but he's or like a pitcher, but he's kind of like that guy who's like if you need him to go like all nine innings, he can do it for you. If you need him to do like middle relief, he can do it for you. Yeah. Like he he can he can do what you need him to do. Funny enough, he's kind of like. I want to say this, and I don't mean it in, in a disparaging way. He's kind of like a poor man's Phil Schumer Hoffman in those regards. Uh, yes. Where it's kind of like Phil Schumer Hoffman can do literally anything. Everything. Right. And he yes. did. And it's just like, again, if you need him to be, if you need him to be like the guy. Yeah, he kind he of can is, be the he's guy. He's kind of like your Phil Schumer Hoffman, but he doesn't hit as hard. Right. Yeah. 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 Again, poor man Phil Schumer Hoffman. So. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Matt Damon. Yeah, we love Matt Damon. Um, we do. Um, do we want to do another actor? I'm, I'm ready. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to pick again? Yes. All right. Let's fucking do it. They're getting stoked. The producers are getting stoked. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, they're... shit. Paper. <laughs> that sounds like paper, man. All right. Hi, Gray. All right. What do we got here? You should have seen James' face. I, I, I'm not like mad. It's just like no, no. Uh, that's why you're just kind of you kind of did like it's kind of like it reminded me of how Jack Nicholson was present was uh, presented the best picture of 2006, and he kind of looked at the envelope. He's like crash. crash. <laughs> it's kind of like crash. Um. Okay. So male or female? Uh, a lady. Oh. Okay. Um. She just won an Oscar pretty recently. 
It's Brie Larson? It's Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing Brie, Brie Larson. Okay. Um, uh, her real name's not Brie Larson. That's oh, her stage name. She's from Sacramento. She used to be a DJ. She has an album out. Uh, you just see James' face. Who is she? <laughs> who, who is this woman? A DJ? Yeah. What, like EDM? Yeah. I think that was her genre. What the fuck? <laughs> What's your real name? Because you have her IMDb up. Uh, it's not on her IMDb. I got this. I, I got my Wikipedia okay, app. Yeah, I can yeah. just whip that up really yeah. quick. She has a weird name, doesn't she? Like, her name's not Brie Larson. Like, Oh, man. Yeah, singer-songwriter. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I kind of love telling people that because, like, they have no idea. Okay. First name, Brienne. Not that weird. Right. Middle name, Sidani. Yeah, I was going to say, it starts with the S. Last name, DeSalniers? Yeah. Weird name. Yeah. So you can kind of see what you kind of want with Brie Larson. No, professionally, it's Brie Larson. Yeah, here's your stage name. Yeah. I mean, yeah, where do we start with Brie Larson? Um, what do you want is dive into dive into Brie Larson? I will kind of say this about Brie Larson. I do love her. Gorgeous woman. She's what, 27? Young. Yeah, she's young. She's very young. Yeah. She, uh... I think she's 27 or 28. Probably. Great Instagram. She's good on Instagram. She's a little older than that. Um, no, I think that's how old she is. She is... Or maybe 29. I, I think at most 29. She's 28. Okay, oh, sorry, 28. Okay. Yeah. Um, really passionate about, like, social issues. Yes. Women's rights... Here's, here's my thing about Brie Larson. She shouldn't have won the Oscar that year she did. Uh, I think that the same argument can be made for uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She's got a long time ahead of her. Yeah. That didn't need to happen right then. No, and it's, it's the... It's it the, was fine. It's the ingenue thing. It's the, like, oh, it's a very attractive white female. We, want, we love her. She's kind of like toasted to the town. We want to give the Oscar. She's in the club. I get it. I'm just looking at... When you look at when you look at the winner and you look at the field, the field's better. The field's much more interesting. Because she beat up that year Charlotte Rampling for 48, 45 years. Great. One of the best performances that year. So Charlotte Rampling... Kate Blanchett Carroll. Um, Which is a much better performance. Yes. Um, Jennifer Lawrence and Joy. No. And then the fourth one. What was the fourth one that year? You always stun me with how well you can pull these Oscars out of your ass. I have a phone. So when, people, when you hear me speak, it's because I'm reading. <laughs> and I don't actually know what I'm talking about. But Toby is, has, is actually blindfolded in my basement right now. His hands are tied and he's just speaking from knowledge. Um, it's incredible. 2015. What was, he, what was the fourth nominee that you were two best actors? 2015. Ooh, I'm going to let you just roll with it. Um, oh, oh, uh, Sir Sharon in Brooklyn. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. So, again, and, and again, we kind of think of the ones that weren't nominated that year where you kind of look at uh, Rooney, uh, Brian, again, Rooney Mara, a person who was the best performance of the year for, me, for, for my money. For Carol. For Carol. They kind of slaughter in for supporting actress. She's the lead. She's the lead. She's the lead. Even, again, it's named Carol. Yes, they're co-leads. She should have been in there. Yes. So, when you ha so you have that. You have Shirley Strong from Mad Max, Fury Road. You have, um... She's, like, a, the most rock and roll performance ever. Yeah. You have the two lead... Uh, you have the two leads from Tangerine. I, I forget their names, unfortunately. Sean Baker's Tangerine. Yeah. Uh, Katana Baker, I think, is one of them. Or, yeah, Katana Baker, and I forget the other one, unfortunately. But you have those two in there as well. 
So when you kind of look at the field, it's kind of like, oh, man, you could have just, you could, this could have been a lot of interesting things. But Brie Larson and Room kind of knocked everyone out of the park. Which is so weird. Because... I mean, that happens every once in a while when it's like, you have that one performance, like, oh, that's it, that's going to win the rest of the year. Yeah. And it's like, you have SAG, you have um, Golden Globes, you have the you have BAFTA, you have Oscars, and it's kind of like, she kind of just runs the tables. Like, okay. Again, not a bad performance, I think we've talked about Room on this podcast. I think I've, we've talked about Room before. Uh, we, yeah, probably. I don't know if on the podcast or just in general. It, I think it was on the... Because uh, I think that was on the top 40. Yeah, no, yeah that's so right. So we did yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. We did talk about it. Yeah. And, and again, I am I'm, I'm, I won't go into my thoughts about Room that deeply in this one, but it's just like... When they when she's in the room, commands your attention. Use your space well. Great performance with her and Jacob Tamley. Yep. When they leave the room... Kind of falls apart for me. Like she, like she's not as focused on the, the movie's not as focused on her as it is on Jacob Tamley at that point in the movie. I think like if you took that movie right mm-hmm. and you compared it to some Jello, you put the Jello in like a nice container and you're like, "Ooh, that's some good looking Jello. It's all tight. It's doing some good looking stuff. It looks delicious." And but then you remove the container, it doesn't fall apart, but it just kind of like blobs out. And you're like, "Eh, I guess it's some fucking Jello." That's room for me. That is the best analogy I've heard in a while. <laughs> Jello. That's got to be a recreate thing in the podcast. Is it is it Jello or is it not? Is it Jello container or how, is it not? How good is this Jello? <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this Jello. Is it fruit in the Jello or not? Oh, <laughs> um, not ready for this Jello. God, if we didn't already have the awkward goodbye to title, this should have been the name of the podcast. Um, so, so that so kind of start with that. That's would be Larson again. I love her. She's an Oscar winner. Doesn't really matter what she won it for. Again, you look at the winner, you look at the field, I like the field. Uh, you got Kate Blanchett in the field, so you got Kate, <laughs> that's yeah. all that matters you to got, me. You, got Kate you could stop there, and you don't have to. You could you could go a lot no, further. You, you got Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Like, Personally, for me, if I was in camera, I would have voted for Saoirse Ronan. Probably her best performance for me. I think so, too. And again, She's fucking incredible. No, she is... The movie is just the movie's the movie is her. Yes. And the movie's incredible on its own as well. Yes. But it's just like I'm mean, I don't wanna she's great in Lady Bird as well. She, it's a it's, she's amazing in Lady Bird. But yeah, I think Brooklyn is her best performance so far. And again, I don't want Charlotte Rampling is amazing in forty five years. Jennifer Lawrence and Joy The movie's not good. I I'm gonna start there. Like David David Russell I got This is an anti David O. Russell podcast. Very much so. Yes. Um when the movie is focused on actually her making the mop, and when Bradley Cooper comes in, the movie's like, oh, that's the movie. But Russell, as he's wanted to do, wants to focus on his crazy family, his cartoon characters, and it's like, come on, man. Right. She's making a mop. Focus the movie on that. Sure. I feel like that was one of those things where I feel like the camera's like, we love Jennifer Lawrence. They really do. No, they do. Hey. Here you go. No, she, like, since 2010, she's the most nominated actress in the Academy. That's insane. Yeah. So, all right, so pre Larson, let's start at the beginning. Um, oh, guess. I know she did. What was the TV show she did? Um, is he nice to Tara? Tony Collette? Is that, was that her? What year? I don't, I don't, the 2000s, like mid to the late 2000s. Am I right? Am I wrong? Like, I, uh, do you see it on there? I'm not seeing it yet. No. Okay. Who am I thinking of then? I don't know. I, like, I'll be honest. I thought she did you know, Tara. Nothing for a long time. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit in here. Yeah. Um, 
But I think she was working. Like, she's doing a lot of stuff. No, no, she is. She's yeah. really working her way up the, the ladder. She, I mean, uh, her first credited performance is The Tonight Show with Jay Leno in 1998. <laughs> she does, like, I guess she does a couple bits on that show. Sure. Uh, and then she's in a movie called Special Delivery. Okay. Uh, she's in an episode of Touched by an Angel. Wow, okay. Uh, she's in a movie called Madison. A lot, a lot of stuff I've never heard of. Looks like she did a couple of, like, kids' TV movies. Okay. Um, that makes sense. TV shows, yeah, a lot of those. 13 Going on 30 is probably the first thing that I recognize in here. Okay. Uh, she plays a character named Six Chick. Sure. No clue. We're going to move on. Couple Jennifer Gardner's getting that movie. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen the movie. Wait, Jennifer Gardner was good in a movie? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. That's news to me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm guessing, I'm guessing this is a March of the Penguin parody called Farce of the Penguins. Okay. I'm not, you know what, I was going to click on yeah, it. Yeah, don't click reading. on it. Let's go. Let's, let's keep I'm going. to move on. Yeah. You're right. Let's talk about Brie Larson. Because I, I mean, we, her, her breakout role is incredible, but we'll, uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, Remember the Days, 2007. Oh, okay. I don't fucking know any of these. No, just keep reading them. Tanner Hall. Okay. Just Peck. Jesus. I don't know. Greenberg? Oh, Greenberg with uh, Greta Gerwig and um, okay. Ben Stiller. Okay. You said Greta Gerwig. I'm like, it's probably a Noah Baumbach movie. And <laughs> it absolutely is. Um, I mean, it's not a... He didn't direct that movie, but it's it's, it's part of the Mumblecore canon. Sure, uh, sure does look like he directed it. No, no, yeah, that's the Mumblecore no, canon. No, no, no. He directed it. Greenberg? No. no yes. Noah Baumbach directed Greenberg. Did he? Yeah. I thought that was the um the other mumblecore cat. What the fuck does that even mean? The mumblecore, what what is that? It's it's late. It's like early two thousand tens, or like late two late two thousand early two thousand tens. Really low. It's kind of like the indie version of like really low rent, really kind of like independent. Like just some guys in New York filming on the camera. Like it's it's like really kind of that aesthetic. <laughs> so he's like Noel Baumbach is like that the the guy who the guy who was like the forefather. I thought he was. The guy who directed Greenberg. I got some wrong, but I mean that's kind of what it is. That's where Greta Gerwig comes from. Lena Dunham. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So, I, anyways, 2010 breaks out. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the motherfucking world. I'm still stuck on United States of Tar for some. I thought she was. I thought that was her. I, I have not why. seen that in here. Okay, can you look up? Can you look up the United States of Tar? What quick? is it called? United States of Tara. Okay, I'm gonna look it up, but I really want to talk about. No, no, we will. We will Scott for sure. I'm so bad. Yeah, no, definitely not her. Okay, who's who's the girl? Who's the girl in that? Rosemary Duitt. Uh, oh wait, it is her. Brie Larson. Brie Larson is. Yeah. It. yeah. Why is she not showing up in this? That's really weird. That freaked me out. I was like, no, she's in that show. I know she is. <laughs> That's really weird. So it's not her IMDb. Um, I don't think it is. That's weird. Because I, oh, it shows up later because that show goes past. Oh, that, that so the that TV makes shows sense. in IMDb show up. And yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Okay, so that's why. Because I was like, I know for me that was when I first heard of her. It's like, okay, so then she's in that. Okay, what well, is that? It, it's a TV show where Tony Collette plays a uh, person who's under who who has this uh, schizophrenic personality disorder. So she's like, like one second she's like she's like a housewife, another second she's like a drug dealer, another minute like a druggie. She's like, it, she plays. It's Tony Collette playing a lot of different characters. So it's like split. But like a fun TV show. Yeah. Okay. Produced. I think Spielberg produced it. Or is it executive producer. It's, it's one of the things Spielberg's name. I didn't. Whatever. Yeah. But um. No. So that's where I first heard of her. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then she has Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Where what's the character's name again? Envy Adams. Envy Adams. Envy. She looks amazing in that movie. She has like 
I didn't know who she was. Yeah. Um, and this is she. This is one of those situations where like, I've seen Scott Pilgrim six billion times. Yeah. Uh, you and, and every other millennial. It's perfect. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm no shame there. Um, but looking back, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, that was Brie Larson. I didn't know. Not that. only that, but it has a lot of people like that. Oh, that's Anna Kendrick. Oh, that's Alison Pill. The whole movie. Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Like, oh. Oh, that's Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Exactly. The whole movie. Oh, that's Rory Culkin. Like, that's the whole movie. The whole movie. Which, yeah. I love that movie. Um, yeah, she plays like his ex-girlfriend and she's just like really, One of the like, ex-girlfriends, yeah. One of the ex- Or exes. What? No, his ex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, his not, ex. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. But, uh... It's like, how did Michael Sarah get that? She plays like a... It, for real. <laughs> no, because she's... Can we talk about that? She's a 10. Like... <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, she's gorgeous in this movie and she's like this incredibly talented singer. Yeah. Oh. Like this badass rock star. So did she sing that song? Because she's a songwriter. Oh, I'm pretty sure she, she did, that yeah. makes me like her even more. Yeah. Because I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody and it's like he can't sing any of that so they just had to overdub all of it no you know what I mean can we talk about that real quick yeah we can talk on on the record about Bohemian Rhapsody so a lot of critics it's not good it's not good, a good movie I think for a lot of people for the okay so The Ringer had this great piece about Bohemian Rhapsody because it's like Robin Mon- he doesn't sing in it nope um, I want to. I will. I want to touch base. I want to give my thoughts on that in a second. But go ahead. Sure. I, I don't think a lot of people are expecting. I don't think if you're making them, you want to make a thing on that. But it gets a lot of things just factually wrong about Queen and Freddie Mercury, which is weird because they wrote it. Yeah. Like Queen the band. Yeah, yeah, wrote yeah, the yeah. Movie. So. And you could tell. Yeah, you could tell. So I've heard. So the ringer had this great piece up. I forget the title, but they kind of wrote like. You can even have two things with like this kind of musical biopic where it's just like. Do you want the music, or do you want the truth? Right. And this movie went for the music. And if you look for, I know a lot of friends who've seen this. I know a lot of friends and a lot of uh, associates of people. They've watched this movie and they love it because it's, well, they will blindly love it because yeah. it's Queen and like you. It's Queen. And it's say playing, something bad about Queen. Sure. You cannot. And it's playing Queen songs really loud in the movie in the movie it's, theater. That's all you need. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, no, me, I'm a musician, so like sure. I, any any of these kind of music biopics, I go for no matter what. Um, and I always am very impressed when whoever is, like, I'll bring up your favorite movie, Whiplash. Like, yeah. that movie impresses the shit out of me. Sure. Because, on a purely musical basis. Uh, I think Damien Chazelle was a drummer, so it's just like, that really kind of is his background. Yeah, oh, and it's in, it, like, the, the musical sequence in that movie just blow me away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, here's here's the, the kind of what I've been explaining to people who are like, James, how do you think about Bohemian Rhapsody? Walk the Line. Yeah. Which is a movie I love. Joaquin Phoenix sings in that movie. He does all of the singing. Yeah. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to do Johnny Cash. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's impressive because you're fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, I can fucking just, like, lower my voice and do the little doodle-doo. Yeah, And, yeah. like, it's good. I wanted to see, like, an authentic performance in Bohemian Rhapsody, but after I got out of the movie, I was like, you can't. You can't do Freddie Mercury. Right. There, I I think you could pick any other artist, and like I might be like, I don't know, stirring controversy here, but like you could do a Prince biopic and have someone sing, and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. You could have a uh, fucking I don't know, uh, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, you could find someone to do that. You you could find uh, a Michael Jackson. You can't find a Freddie Mercury. You just can't. He has too many fucking octaves that he can hit, and he has the most unique like. Just like, I don't know what the word is, like pizzazz to his voice. Right. So when I left the movie theater, I was kind of bummed that he didn't sing. And then like, I was just like, you know what? What the fuck else were they going to do? Right. They, they would have ruined it. 
So. And this movie was directed by Brian Singer. A boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Problematic. If you think Kevin Spacey was a piece of shit, then let me introduce you to Brian Singer. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Singer. <laughs> right. yeah. Come on in, Brian. Um, he's waiting to the, on the couch to come in. No, but... um. He, I would shoot him if he walked to my oh, house. I, I would help you during the body. Um, He... He was he like because Stephen Fierce was supposed to direct, direct this movie originally, and with then Sasha Baron Cohen, with Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. yeah, and then Fierce left, and then it was supposed to be Tom Hooper, and then he left because the band was like, we kind of want to make this a band, we kind of make want to make this another band, and not just Freddie Mercury. Big mistake. Yeah. Very. <laughs> I. Let's. I mean, I don't want to do a deep dive on Bohemian Rhapsody, which we have already kind of done. But I like, know. Yeah. But why? You know what well, I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you guys, you're not that interesting. And not not only that, but it's just like again, a lot of critics have said that like, how would you, how do you make this movie in this way after Walk Hard? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people talk about Ray Rami Malek might be nominated for Golden Globes, Oscars, for this. He doesn't. Okay. Here's what Robbie Malek does really good in this movie. Dances just like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Which I guess is impressive. Yeah. And he does like kind of some cool sassy stuff. Not like an amazing performance. A, a, a lot of critics, a lot of prognosticators are having him up there. I don't, I, I I'll be kind of shocked if he gets it. I'll be kind of mad if he does. Considering, I, will be, I will be upset. Considering like, and we talked about this before in this podcast, like considering like the amount of talent we've gotten from male actors this year. Yep. What you can kind of this do. This is like one of the first years where I'm leaning more towards the male performances that, uh, yeah. that I'm like more impressed with this year. You can make the case, yeah. Again, you can make the case for it's a lot of people. almost always the actresses that yeah, are like, yeah. like recently taking it home. You right, know? right. But this year, like, I I can pull like four out of my head right now that right. I've just been like, whoa, and like, that is not even close. Right. You know. So, we'll see. Again, Brie yeah. Larson. Yeah, um, Brie so, Larson. yeah, so I Scott Pilgrim. I don't know how we started talking about Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Musicals, like, sure. as far as singing, okay. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But, um, no, but Brie Larson's really good in, uh, Scott Pilgrim really good. She's yeah. A, oh man, what a movie! Uh, she's in a couple movies in 2011. What are they? That I haven't heard of. Uh, the Trouble with Bliss. No. Nope. Rampart. Okay. Treatment. All right. She's in a show called The League. Oh yeah, on Is FX. It? Okay. It's about yeah. fa- it's about fantasy football or Ooh-hoo. yeah football yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> not for me. Um and. Then she's in Twenty One Drum Street, Drum Street, which I have not seen. I saw. I always have a funny story with this because this is one of the things that kind of pisses me off that movies does. She, I think she was a cheerleader in that movie. Okay. She plays a character named Molly Tracy. I hope she's a cheerleader. That's a great name for a cheerleader. That is a great name for a cheerleader, yeah. especially in a movie. Yeah. Um. So this is. I, I've only seen like maybe twenty minutes of that movie, and I, I like twenty minutes I saw. But they're in a basement on the couch as we are here, and. They're talking about prom, and Brie Larson's character, Molly, says, like, oh, no one's asking about the prom. And I kind of got furious and changed the channel, because you're you're played by Brie Larson. Everyone's going to ask you about the Someone prom. has asked you to prom. Right, no, it's not like fucking Steve Buscemi is on screen being like, no one's asked me to prom. Like, right. Yeah, you're ugly as shit, Steve Buscemi. But even that, it's Steve, listen, Steve, someone's going to ask you something. <laughs> it's Steve Buscemi, he's he's a great, he's got great character, he's, it's, I would ask you to prom. Listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but no, just no, saying no, Brie Larson No, I know, no, I know, that, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying, like, I hate when movies do that. Okay. Where it's one of my pet peeves, where it's like, oh, no, one's, no, no, I'm so ugly, you're Brie Larson. Oh my god. No, you're not. Did you Someone's... see Ready Player One? 
God, no. No, that's uh, Olivia Cook. Same okay. thing. Olivia Cook in that movie has, like, a little tiny, like... Birthmark on her right. face, right? And then the book apparently is supposed to be is supposed to be more prominent on her face. Okay, she's got like a, a bad like, it's just like a birthmark on sure. her face. Yeah. And the whole movie, she's like, "I'm hideous. Don't look at me." It's like, no, you're Olivia Cook. You're Olivia Cook. What are you, gorgeous. What are you doing? Yeah. It's like it's kind of. I mean, Wes Anderson didn't do this, but it's, like, it's kind of like Saoirse Ronan in, Ronan in, thing. in yes. uh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, yes. where it's like, yeah, she's got like the tattoo of Mexico. She got birthmark to Mexico on her face, yes. but she's still Saoirse Ronan. You're still Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, like so. Okay, it's a pet peeve of mine. Whereas it's like, no, was I got the problem, honey? Cyborg, we're cool. Okay. Listen, do you know who you're playing by? Someone yeah. says you have the problem. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen Twenty One Jump Street. I, it looks really good. I just haven't gotten around to it. No problem. Uh, Two thousand thirteen. She's got Don John, which I haven't seen. I'm not even seen any. I wanted to because that's um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's his, his directorial. Di- yeah. Directorial debut. I, that's so far. I think it's the only feature he's done so far. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. I Where wanted did to see he it. Go? That's a good question. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is gone, and he, I don't know. He's used everywhere. Like what was the last big movie? Like uh, the Ooh. the Walk, where he played uh, Philip Petit, mm. who walked across the yeah, World Trade Center. I like that, that was like was his big. That was like his last big movie. That's probably the last thing he did. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Because I was liking him. I was like, oh, he's, he's got a role. He's doing some stuff. Yeah. He was in Star Wars? What? Snowden? Like, two years ago? Oh, God. Like, get Remember out. that movie? Yeah. Oliver Stone's Snowden? I guess I remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. no, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. He was, like, on the rise. Yeah, he was. For a while. Yeah. No, but, um, okay, so, yeah, but there's the other movie in 2013 you're going to get to, which... Oh, Short Story Film. Yeah, which, yeah. again, in my head canon, that's what she won her Oscar for. That's... I agree. Like, that, <laughs> that is completely acceptable. The, like, it's... That's the movie that kind of hits you in the mouth. And she it's like, is good in Room. No, again, But Short yeah. Term 12 is, no, like, no, a performance. Like, yeah, again, I don't want to say she's not good in Room. She's good in Room. Yeah. Short Term 12 is a better movie overall. Uh, well, yeah, like... I mean, I, that has John Gallagher it. Jr. in there. Uh, Rami Malek is in there. That was like Keith Stanfield's first movie. That was his, like that was his big breakout movie. Yeah, and he is heartbreaking in that movie. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah, no, I love Short and Twelve. Like again, like you said, like again, like that was kind of, like that's the, that's a performance. Yes, like you get like you kind of like and again she's she's damaged but she's she's helping kids who have no one else to go to. Like it's it's a great performance. I love. I remember watching that on uh, I think on Netflix back when I was watching Netflix. And, um... The good old days. The good old Halcyon days. Yeah. And, um... No, I was just kind of being bold. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it before the Oscars. And, I, 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 again, that, that movie had no chance of being nominated. Because that year, it was... 2013, Kate Blanchett won for Blue Jasmine. Uh, Sandra Bullock for Gravity. Judy Dench for Philomena. Um, Meryl Streep for August Ocean's County. And who was the... Amy Adams for American Hustle. Oh, yeah. Loaded lineup. Yeah. Real not. loaded lineup. So it's like, there's no way she's breaking in there. Like, but Amy like, Adams and Meryl Streep both made movies, so they automatically got nominated. So. No, that, that's, no, that's, that's literally, that's, that, that was the last time Amy Adams got nominated. That's, no. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, which is weird. That's really weird. Yeah. Um, but no, again, like, Brie Larson, like, I think her performance is up there, and it's like, yeah, like, who do you take out? I mean, honestly, you take out Meryl Streep, because that's support. Yeah. You would switch Meryl Streep over Julia Roberts that year, but then I would take out Julia Roberts. Like, I love Julia Roberts, but I'll take it out from Brie Larson. Anyway, Brie Larson is really good in Church of I think that's yeah. perf- I think that's the best performance of her career so far. That's uh, by like a country not mile. Debatable, right? Yes, I think by right. a country mile. Um, 
Also in 2013, she was in a movie called The Spectacular Now, which I rage against and will not watch. Oh yeah, Miles Teller, your boy. And Shailene Woodley, I hate both of them so goddamn. <laughs> my, my, my friend Nick was like, oh dude, I heard it was really fucking good, dude, you gotta watch it. I heard I'm it like, was good. Oh, I'm sure it's probably really great. I'm not ever watching that fucking movie, I hate both of them so much. I never watched the movie myself. That was, that was, that was one of them in 2013, that was kind of the ones that kind of slipped through the cracks for I me. I could not, there's not a lot of actors out there who I like actively dislike. There's not a lot. There's I, maybe five who I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. And like, they got two of them in one movie? No. Not gonna happen. I heard it was really good. Um, I didn't know. Yeah, Brie Larson plays. Uh, I think his girlfriend that he cheats on. Again, who cheats on Brie Larson <laughs> with Shailene Woodley? I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh. oh shit, Kyler, Kyle Chandler and Jennifer Jason Leigh in the movie. I fucking. Oh yeah, it. yeah. John, no, Kyle don't Chandler. look, James. You can't watch it. You have, you have, you have I'm to gonna. Take a I'm gonna bring it a hat one day. What is this? All Miles Teller shine with these names in it. Oh my god. I'll just leave. <laughs> you can just stay at my house. Um... So 2014, she was in a couple episodes of Community, which I don't remember. Oh, she she dated Abed. I do remember. Okay. That, which is like very funny. Uh, and then she's in a movie called The Gambler. Oh yeah, not good. It's a remake of a James Con movie. Mark Wahlberg. I remember, oh, hey, look, Mark Wahlberg and Swipe. Exactly. Left. I remember watching that movie. It's like one, why did they remake this? And two, why is Brie Larson in this? Right. That is. Weird. Why is Jessica Lange in that movie? Michael, that is a little cat. John Goodman. John Goodman in that movie is amazing. Well. Because he plays he, he plays a bookie who who's like uh, Mark Wahlberg. Love him. No, who doesn't love John Goodman? Mark John Goodman is like this is gonna be the one. Like watch, he's gonna be the one. Don't, don't worry about the movie, it's gonna be a one. And it's like no, he he's kinda like dialing like on on eleven. He's like working angles. That's awesome. He's working angles you don't see that he's working angles that movie doesn't know it has angles too. He's really good in that movie. But no, Brie Larson kind of plays like a, I think she plays a um, a card dealer in a in a casino. She has that much to do like, with it. Looking at like the the poster of yeah, the yeah. gambler without like being all up in it, right. it just looks like John Gallagher Jr. And I'm like, ooh, but it's not. It's Mark Wahlberg. Um, Probably better movie is John Gallagher Jr. Well, he's a better actor. Yeah. Um, 2015 is obviously Room. Room. Which she yeah. wins the Oscar for. Yeah. Um, at a very young age. Yeah. And uh, she's in a movie called Digging for Fire, which I've never heard of. And she shows up in Trainwreck, which I did not see because I will not watch anything with that woman in it. Oh yeah, she plays uh, Amy Schumer's sister. Okay, which is like I want to see. I want to see your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see... How did those jeans get dispersed? <laughs> Fuck Amy Schumer. I love. I love. When, I love when there's some casting where again. The, the the one that comes in my 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 mind already, where it's just like Rob Reiner is Leonardo DiCaprio's father in Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, I want to see your mom. Here's, here's I, I, I want to see the family tree. Here's something that doesn't check out. <laughs> Terrence Malick masterpiece, The Tree of Life, has Brad Pitt yeah. and Jessica Chastain, two of the most gorgeous people in the world, give birth to Sean Penn. Yeah, how that happened? How did that <laughs> goblin come out of that? <laughs> What? I, listen, I, go, go to Ancestry.com. I want to see the results. I just want to see the results. That's an adoption. That's what that is. They found him rolling through the gutters. And they're like, I guess we got to pick this thing up. Um, <laughs> I'm so mean to Sean Penn. No, he deserves should be. it. Yeah, he does. Uh, 2016, she does Free Fire, which is a boring movie. Which is like... How was that a boring movie? Yeah. Like, that was a movie... I wanted oh. to see. I wanted to see that just because I wanted the cast and the kind of it's the not bad. It's not like a bad movie. No, but, but I remember. I remember. I kind of skipped that. I was like, all right. 
But like Brie Larson with guns. Brie Come Larson on. with Army Hammer, who's doing like a weird like seventies like cool guy thing. He's good at that actually. He's very good at that. Yeah. And Killian Murphy, who's like Irish as fuck in this movie. I mean, he's, he's very and, Irish. And then you got, like, Charlotte Copley, which, like, who let him into Hollywood? I don't know. Like, someone was like, yeah, just District 9 has a lot to answer for. I liked <laughs> I liked him in District 9, but, like, that's... That's like, it. You can only do, like, found footage shit where I'm like, oh, yeah, I oh, guess right. someone found this videotape of this No, but him, him like, actually trying to act? No. Bad, not no, no, no. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, Free Fire was, like, just them shooting guns in a warehouse. And yeah. I was like, that should be good, but it wasn't. That's a shame. It's a real shame. She does Kong Skull Island, which, which I... Which I saw. Started watching. I saw like half of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about King Kong, man. <laughs> like, oh, in general? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? I oh, mean, okay. not when, not when, I mean, I mean, he's, uh, King Kong's like one of the crown jewels of Hollywood. Like they keep oh, going back sure. to it, yeah. especially 1993. The nineteen thirty three version is like one of the best films ever made. Yeah, no, I love that movie. Yeah. I the mythos, I guess, like the whole, like the whole. I'm not into like monster, big monster Godzilla. Oh, okay. That doesn't do anything for me. Okay. So like King Kong's kind of in on that. The um, best, like one of the best parts of that movie is when Brie Larson. I mean, she kind of plays the the blonde that Kong kind of has a thing for. You can't blame King Kong. It's Brie Larson. Yeah, I mean, come on now. It's Brie Larson looking fantastic, even rolling through dirt. Like, come on, um, rolling through a jungle. Who's gonna say no? Right. But um, there's this one shot where um, Kong is fighting some other monsters, and Brie Larson stands on top of like a like some kind of high rise or whatever. She has a she has a flare gun, and she points the gun. And it's this great shot of Brie Larson holding a holding a flare, shoots it at the monster's eye, and it looks fantastic. She looks great. It's a good looking movie. It is. This guy, this Jordan Vaughn Roberts, yeah, is like passionately pursuing directing Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, he is. I, like he's released he a lot with, of concept. He, li- he lives. Like, he lives in Thailand right now, and he's and he's pretty good friends of um, Kojima. Yeah, he did with Kojima. He follows me on Twitter. and I follow him. Okay, and it's really cool. So you guys are good friends. Yeah, we're good friends. He's That's from Detroit. Yeah. Um, no, he has a great beard. He does have a great beard. Um, I just read, because this happened a while ago, he, I read a, the GQ really in-depth piece about Jordan Vite Roberts where he got assaulted at a, um, Thailand bar by international, uh, drug dealers. What? Yeah. When? Right after Kung Skull Island came Holy out. Holy shit, really recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that he got really fucked up. Yeah. He was, like, out of it for a while. Oh, I didn't know that was why. Yeah. I thought he, like, crashed his cool motorcycle or something. Nah, he, no, like, he got assaulted in a that club. That is a shame. Yeah. No, I saw, like, yeah, I've been seeing, visually, Cog Skull Island was very cool. Oh, like, yeah. You know, from what I saw. And, like, he released, a, like, a whole month worth of con- concept art for his, yeah, yeah. his kind of pitch for Metal Gear Solid. And, like, I'm a Metal Gear Solid. Like, I, there's, like, three video games that I'm obsessed with. And, what are they? Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Kingdom Hearts, and uh, I, I guess I will give God of War a pat on the back. I'll get, I'll give, let God okay. of War into the top three. Follow up um, question: Can you explain Kingdom Hearts for the audience? Uh, if you give me seventeen and a half minutes, I've done it before, bitch. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. I've okay. Done it. So I was at a bar with some other friends who are like obsessed with Kingdom Hearts, and we were all talking about Ooh, Kingdom Hearts three, and annoyed, they were like, "What the fuck, man? Like, I don't even know what it's about anymore." I'm like, "I wonder if I could sum up the entire Kingdom Hearts franchise." They're like, "You can't fucking do it," and I'm like. I don't think I can either, but I want to try. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to stopwatch. So I pulled a stopwatch out, and I went for it. And I was like, guys, ask me questions. Like, if I'm not making anything clear, like, stop me and make sure that I, I, I clear it up so it all makes sense. It took me, like, 17 full minutes of me just talking really fast, but I fucking did it. That's the most James thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. That's the yeah. most James thing. And, like, yeah, maybe, maybe if... 
the only thing that makes it better if it was like a if there was like a band playing in the background. <laughs> it was at a bar. I mean, it's pretty close. Oh, okay, it's pretty close. But um, no, um, my 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 joke is for fans, people who say they love Fingers Hearts, like, can you explain your hearts to me? No, and their face kind of drops. Like, oh no, my god! No, like it's and I'm like, no, 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 I'm kidding. Please don't do that to yourself. A horrible, at, like right. uh, like endeavor. Yeah, I've played through it an unhealthy amount of times, so like I feel like I'm a little bit more like qualified okay. to try that. Right, for a right. Lot of people, but like. Uh, no, it's not something that I do lightly. Right, right. I mean, if you want, I can do a whole podcast on trying to explain. I'm, I'm good. I'm, yeah, no. But uh, no, but so Brie Larson's in King, in King in Kong Skull Island. She yes. doesn't have that much to do. She's um um she's a photographer. She's a war photographer. This is during Vietnam. She's a war photographer. Yeah. She gets sent out there with Tom Hiddleston and Samuel Jackson. And weird cast. Weird cast. Really weird. Um, John is it John C. Riley? Yep, he's in it. Yeah. He plays like a weird samurai or something like that. Really weird. Yeah. But it's it's good. It's good weird. It's very good weird. He's kinda like the he's kinda like the lightning bolt in that movie. The I don't even know how far I got into that movie, but I was sold on that movie from the trailers when he showed up in the trailers. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, they're doing that kind of shit with it? Like, I'm in. Yeah. So uh and then I never was actually in, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh she's also in The Glass Castle. Not good. Because I was director of uh Short Term Twelve. Um, based off a based off a really well known book, apparently, like really well well read, and yeah, I didn't hear that many good things about because that was a year Woody Harrelson was like in every other movie, every fucking movie. Which is listen, Woody Harrelson's great; he could be in any movie he wants. But I, like, I think that was, he was like a six movie or something like that, and like he plays her. Well, he plays like the daughter, and he was like an abusive husband and uh, father. Okay. And, uh, he tries to get back in her. He tries to get back in her life as an adult, played by Brie Larson, and she doesn't want anything to do with him. And it, they had like, there's like some kind of, not awards aspiration, but kind of be like, oh, the guy who did a short term twelve. This kind of a step up for sure. him. They're kind of him, him and Brie Larson reunited. Woody Harrelson's here. Naomi Watts is in there. It's a mom. It could be something. And it's like people saw like, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unicorn Store. That was her directorial debut. She directed it. Yeah. Was it good? I didn't think. I heard it wasn't. All right, because sorry I think for your luck. Who I think is Jackson in there? Jackson's in it. Okay. Joan Cusack's in it. Okay. Bradley Whitford's in it. Oh, nice. What a cast. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's about, but yeah, I know that was her directorial debut. Um, she was kind of prepping that while she was on while she was doing Kung Skull Island. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, she's got Basmati Blues. Never heard of that. What the hell's that? Um. Uh, Donald Sutherland's in it. Okay. Um. Some dude from a and d live stream I once watched was in it. <laughs> what? That's a real deep cut. It's a real deep cut, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just pulled that out very casually. Yeah, he did. Like, wait, what? Yeah, he was in, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's that's it. That's where she stops, and then, obviously, she's Captain Marvel now. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of. A, oh, oh, yeah. Don't oh yeah, Captain Marvel. No, because I was just trying to think of what else she got going on next. I, I, I the Marvel Completely. stuff. Yeah, you know what? I, I like just now thought of this kind of this is what happens mm -hmm. is when an actor that I'm really invested in and like, which like I don't think I'm invested in Real Larson, but I like her a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for her future. Like when they like sign on for the leading role of like a superhero franchise. I'm like, I'm, my first thought now is like, well, I'll see you in a couple of years whenever you're done with that. Like, no, kind of, yeah. That's like how it goes. I'm you know? kind of like, ah, oh, shit. Like, oh, they're going to, okay, all right. Guess we got to get that out of the way. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, she's got uh... Let me ask you this real quick, because this is something, I think this, I don't know if we talked about this before, but. Go for it. Brie Larson's played Carol Danvers. Yep. 
the trailer one I'm gonna say the trailer looks amazing that looks good the trailer's great yeah. and especially the part where it's like when it has like her and it comes like a hero discover what makes her her yeah. a, the, a plus stuff amazing well done the MCU has this thing where it's just like okay like the, I'm, I'm we're recording this after Stanley had passed away I got a lot of complication with that I'm very ambivalent I didn't say anything about it I got a really weird complication things about that but when I look at Chris Evans in the MCU as Captain America, he's not Captain America to me. Okay. He is in the MCU, but when I think of Captain America from the comics, no. No, he, uh, well, no. I agree. So when I think of Carol Danvers... It's not Larson. No. No. One, is she's way, they're way too young, for one. But two, and I, I guess you gotta have to because we got the look and that yeah, physique yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. But it's like, when I think of Carol Danvers... I just don't see what Brie Larson. No, but again, I, I I'm I'm willing to see what she does with the role and what she does. I'm just saying, like as far as like the character goes and everything that goes into it, I, I just think don't. You see and it. I are plagued because we oh, are no. so invested in the comic. Oh no, yeah, we have those. we have the entire back history of Marvel we, in our back pocket no, all the time. It's very rare that an actor <laughs> comes along and we're like, oh that. I'm gonna go on a Daredevil tangent. Sure, bear with me. Daredevil is the greatest thing that's ever happened in literature. Um... It's, like, in my opinion, the best comic book story that's ever been told. It has no down points. Um, and I don't know if Shadowland happened, man. Oh, Shadowland was, like, <laughs> fucking 33 pages. Get over it. God. It's not, like, fucking Superior Spider-Man or fucking whatever Grant Morrison did to Superman during the Re- New 52. Uh, I like that Grant Morrison. Part. It was so fucking weird. I was... That's what makes it so awesome. Okay. Weird. Okay, so Daredevil for me is, like, yeah. perfect. I fucking adore Daredevil. I think I will go on record and say he's my favorite superhero. Yeah. Period. And my favorite comic book to read. Uh, and they did Daredevil uh, with Netflix. Yeah. And I, like, was stunned how good it was. Because, like, I, I never... I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can redo any comic book you want. Yeah. I'm just, I, if I don't like the movie, I can always go back and read the fucking book. Which sure, makes absolutely. Me, makes me very, you know, happy. Yeah. But with the Netflix series, I was like, oh shit, like, this, I, I'm, in, I'm invested in this. Like, I really like this. And for the first time, you know, I was like, watching season one, I'm like, I gotta go fucking back. I'm gonna read all the Bendis shit. I'm gonna read all the Miller shit. And I'm reading it, and I'm reading it with Charlie Cox's voice in my head and Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, as I'm reading yeah, the book, yeah, yeah. their head voice, I'm like, oh shit, that's never happened before. And... That has, I, that will probably very rarely ever happen for me. Counterpoint. Go ahead. Is Charlie Cox a good actor? He's real real good at doing Matt Murdock. <laughs> Fun story that I, I I don't know if you've heard this before or not, but have you heard his um, his story about the, him uh, auditioning for Han Solo? He auditioned for Han Solo? He auditioned for Han Solo. And good Lord. Didn't get the part. Obviously. Hold on. Okay. Ready? Because. Oh, didn't you think he was actually blind? He kept not looking at them, and they were like, hey, why are you not looking at us? Why are you not looking at the camera? Like, why are you not looking where you're supposed to be looking? And it's because he was so used to being yeah. blind Matt Murdock. Um, I like Charlie Cox a lot in um, uh, Stardust. He's like a fun, kind of goofy, just like bumbling through the story. That's 2007, man. What? Yeah, okay, it happened. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, <laughs> okay, I'm, this is pretty much a Daniel Craig corollary. Is he good outside of the thing that made him popular? No, I don't okay. know. I don't even know what he's in. 
He's in Stardust and Daredevil, and for all I know, that's it. Can we put him in the hat and we'll do him next? <laughs> if we can only talk about Daredevil, which I'm sure you would just love. Woo! Um, yeah, no, but with yeah, with going back to Brie Larson, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, sure, like, do I see her as Carol Danvers, like, in the comics now? But I don't see these well, Which, movies. again, they're, they're not doing the comics. Right. So I'm not going to kill them for that. I'm just, right. every time I'm looking at them, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's a version of Captain America. Oh, it's a version of Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right. Sure, okay. Have fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's very, I mean, can you think of any actors who you were like, oh, that is it. There, boom. No, the only one that might, because only just because med textual name because of history, is not Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. I think that's it. That that might be it. And I fucking hate Iron Man. No, I know you do, but it's so, just like, like but, I, I, but I feel I will, like. I will give props to him that he just is that character. Like, even if yeah. you go back and read Iron Man comics from well before the MCU was established, it's yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Um, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I can go that far. I think Maybe not as zany or, like, zingy as yeah, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, like, especially because of Robert Downey Jr.'s past, it's like, oh. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, meta, no, like, meta, metatextually, it makes sense. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying as far as the character. He might be the closest one. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, no. Again, again not, I'm not saying that you have, they should do the comics, but right. it's just like, again, outside the MCU, uh, J, J, uh, J.K. Simmons nailed it J. Jameson, and they haven't even... number one. That, and that's like, that's like 101%. Yeah. It's like, they haven't even touched the character since then. Yeah, they're like, well, fuck, well, that's it. That's, <laughs> right. We're never going back to that well unless <laughs> like we, he comes back. Yeah, we can never do it as good as this, so we might as well not even touch it. Right. Um, again, we'll have to see what Brie Larson does. Yeah, I mean, she's probably gonna be fun. No, she, no, she probably yeah. will be. It's just every time I see that, every time I see him, it's like, oh yeah, she's, oh she's Carol, Mar oh she's Carol Danvers. Okay, yep. yeah, I guess. Congratulations, Marvel, on making twenty-one movies and finally making a female lead. Yeah, great. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. Man. That took way too long. That unconscionably too long. Like, no, there's. <laughs> and this is this is directed oh. by the. Um, what movie did he do? Was that uh, Half Nelson Ryan, Ryan uh, Gosling? That, that's the same team that did that's oh, doing okay. Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and one of them was a, a female. So this is the first movie that's co-directed by a woman in the MCU. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's for shame. Yeah. 20 fucking movies. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, that's it for Brie Larson. No, it is. And again, it's really fun because we had a long one with Matt We got a kind of short one with Brie Larson. Yeah. So it's kind of cool we, can't, we yeah. kind of did that again. But um, no, Brie Larson, I think... Is one of the best actresses actresses working right now. Uh, she's up there. She's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like maybe the top fifteen, for sure. Top fifteen. Yeah, yeah. She's got to be in there. Um, she's, I mean, exciting, kind of up and coming. Very much so. Because again, you know? she's only twenty eight. Right. She already has an Oscar. Right. So it'll be really. Hopefully, she has a long career. So it'll be really to kind of see what she does going forward. Right. I mean, unfortunately, the stuff she's done after she won the Oscars, being like, eh, all right, but. Well. We'll see. We'll I mean, see. Only time will tell, I guess. But uh, yeah, weird. The two actors we've done have had kind of shorter careers. We did Margot Robbie and her. Yeah. So they yeah, any long. We don't. I mean, Meryl Streep's in the hat, so hopefully we'll get to her eventually. Yeah, let's do that, and let's do Kate Blanchett. Oh yeah, Kate Blanchett for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we done? Um. You got, what do you got? You want to talk about some other movies? No, stuff? I guess no. You, you mentioned something. I, 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 I wanted to mention. I want to talk about. Where it's just like someone you're an actor you're invested in. Like, who do you have stock on? Uh, well, I, yeah, I think because I mentioned it, it was because I, I just bought it. I bought, I bought all stock stock in Lucas Hedges last weekend. Which, no, again, again, everyone has stock in Lucas Hedges. Well, so yeah. I didn't. I um, even as Manchester by the Sea. Uh, I only recently saw that. Oh, really? I didn't see that when it came out. Oh. Yeah. Um, you're, I, you're late on the bandwagon. You, you can't get on the bandwagon. 
fucking fuck. I'll get on any band with that. You're late. You're, no late. You're late. You're shame. late. You're um, late. Um, fine, I'm late. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm here. Whatever. I showed up. I don't care. I'll stand in the back. Okay. Um, no, Lucas Hedges for sure. Yeah. Um, what about you? What do you like? Um, Florence Pugh. Ooh, I don't know the name. She, um, she's a Canadian actress. Canadian? No. I think she's Canadian. I'll look at that. Um, she's a Canadian English, probably one of the two. Same thing. Um, she was in Lady Macbeth last year. Okay. Uh, great performance. That was, that was a period piece. That was like one of those movies that kind of came out of nowhere, hit a lot of critics in the mouth. Like, oh shit, you got to watch out for her. So she's kind of, kind of blowing up recently, uh, right now. She's, um, in, uh, Outlaw King with, uh, Chris oh, yeah, Pine, yeah. who's playing Robert DeBruce. Um, David McKendie's follow up to um Oh, is that Chris Pine's dick movie? Yeah. Alright, be right back. I gotta go watch some. Yeah, well no, we're gonna watch it right after. <laughs> but um D- David McKenzie has followed to uh Hell or High Water. So if there was gonna be like a draft, we should do this as well. If there's gonna be oh, a, like, a we should do a draft. Yeah. How fun with that. If there was be? gonna be a draft of like maybe like people under thirty or kind of up and coming actors, she'd be my number one pick. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do an under thirty yeah. up and coming actors. Okay. We got. We should probably come up with a list beforehand. Go ahead. Okay. You. I will definitely put, throw some names out there. Sure. No. That's what yeah, for sure. Ass. You know much more about sports than I do, so do do like a weird sports draft thing. Okay. Uh, and that'll be really fun. Yeah. That'll be really cool. We'll definitely do that. No. So yeah. So Lawrence Pugh, I, I, all in on her. Um, Saoirse Ronan, another one. Um, yeah. Yeah. But again, Sha- who doesn't have stock? But I got Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Bought. Bought in. Um. He's in the hat. And I kind of want to talk about when we, if we ever pull him out. But I got, I bought stock on DiCaprio on the ground floor. I was there like a groin pains. Like. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, maybe eight, nine. Oh, I love this. I love this image. <laughs> Toby at age nine, full beard. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> groin pains, Titanic, oh. uh, Gilbert Grape, This Boy's Life. I love like, it. Like those, those. Uh, and Romeo and Juliet, I was like, no, I'm in. I'm in on this guy. Oh, I got stock. I mean, I sold him a suck a while ago on DiCaprio. Like, we'll get into that, but... Yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah, so... Yeah. I'm, I, other people on the top of my head, but those are the, those are the ones that kind of come up the top of my head as far as the people I'm just invested in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I fucking think about it. I don't no, know. yeah, yeah. I think Lucas Hedges was like, I was on that fence about him for a while. Because um, I'd only seen, like, half of his movies. Yeah. And, like, he's great in all of them, but, like, he's kind of got this weird thing he does with his face where he, like, tucks his lips in he does this weird I don't know. oh he does he's got a weird face he, he kind of does um, he's he's, he's kind of doughy it is it's, it's yeah that's like it's doughy um so i was like but he's a good looking kid still very handsome boy yeah yeah uh and i mean then, he's not, i mean unfortunately not shallow who isn't chalamet no man chalamet is just such a fucking hard, hard thing. yeah he, he is um uh, no but you know after watching luke um manchester by the sea which he fucking kills it in and yeah. then i just watched boy erased which i thought he was fantastic in mm-hmm. and he was he just steals every scene he's in in the 90s like yeah it, it, another one i have is a, a Millicent simmons who is in one uh, todd haynes's wonderstruck and then she's the daughter in the quiet place uh, the deaf daughter yeah oh she was very good in the quiet place yeah and she's yeah. amazing in wonderstruck i love wonderstruck so it's like i'm all in on her okay. like she she's another one for me um I mean, I, I, I would I'll buy stock in the kid from mid '90s because he was in God of War. God of War and um, Killing uh, Sacred Deer. of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, yeah. He played Bob. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I just love that Colin Farrell named his young young son Robert, and then just was like, "Hey, Bob." Like, <laughs> 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 he just 
calls his little boy Bob. I love it. Um, I want to think of one more person right off the top of my head before we uh, get out of here. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's yeah who's like really working it right now. Oh, fuck it. It's it's <laughs> it's hard because like I'm only trying to think of like. People who could play seventeen-year-olds. Yeah, I'm trying to think of younger, just like yeah. younger, younger, or so it's, it's or definitely. people who just haven't. I mean, there's a cast of Atlanta. There's a lot of people from Atlanta, like Zazie Beetz. Um, She's fun. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, who I'm. Yeah, I love Who's that all man. Over the place. Yeah, yeah, I like and him. it's it's I'm every he's kind of like a guy I see. It's like oh yes, so, you know what? You know what? I'm cashing all in. I know everyone's already bought stock, but fucking Daniel Kaluuya. Oh yeah, I, I'm buying all of that. Yeah, give me all that. He from Black Mirror. From Black Mirror, I was yeah, like, yeah, this no. fucking yeah. dude. Black and Mirror, Sicario. I, I think you and I have talked about it, but he's got one scene in the Widows trailer where I'm like. Oh, good. Ah, he's scary. Dude, he's a scary looking dude. Where he's yeah. like looking that dude up. Yeah. Or you know one where he's laying down on the bowling alley and he's got like the guy. Oh, and, I like, gotta go see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, he almost has like a perfect American accent. Almost like almost like Damian Lewis level yes. scary. Where it's like you hear his natural accent, like oh, you he's are like you British are British as fuck. Yeah, he's like he is British. Like, like him on the BBC was like uh or on Black on Black Mirror. Yeah. Have you seen that episode? No, I haven't. Okay. But I know what you're talking about. He gives a speech in it, and he is so fucking British yeah. in that in that show. Like, yeah, just like full tilt. It's like, I was almost like... Like, almost like a Cockney Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Cockney? That's like kind of what you sound like? I yeah. Like, but yeah. then when you hear, you hear his American accent, again, it's like it's like, Dam- it's like Damian, Damian Lewis is almost like the bar. It's like... You know what? You, know, okay, you wouldn't so, know Damian Lewis is British unless you watch what? You wouldn't know Damian Kaluuya was British unless you heard... Right. Yeah. What blew me away with Daniel Kaluuya, and it's a weird little thing. So everyone's first exposure is obviously Get Out, right? That was the first time I ever saw Daniel Kaluuya. Sicario for me. Okay. Which I hate, but... I didn't see it. Uh, but, like, that's, like, his big breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get for, Out. For, for, yeah, for a large while, yeah. So I, a lot of people probably thought he was American. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, goddamn, that's a good accent. And then I went back and I watched Black Mirror. I was like, oh, shit, he's in this. And I was like, oh, shit, he's British as fuck, cool. And then... Recently, we had to, uh, my other podcast that I do, we did an episode on Get Out, so I had to, like, rewatch Get Out. Yeah. And there's, and then and that kind of, like, reaffirmed, like, I was like, wow, this is a really, really good American accent, but he has a scene in Get Out where he goes, nah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the most American thing I've ever seen, like, that is not a, like, British people don't do that. No, they don't. And he just goes, nah. And I'm like, oh, that's so fucking good. That's such a good little, like, little thing to just slip in there. Yeah. Oh, Um Another person I just thought of, Riz Muhammad. Oh yeah, got stuck on him like all day. He's like, like he's like low key all over the fucking place. He's low key he's like, like he's like low key high key. <laughs> he's all over the place. He's low key amazing. Oh yeah, he's like one of those actors where it's just like, okay yeah, like where's Muhammad? And then you kind of again you kind of think about it, it's like oh no he's better than you think he is. Oh yeah, he like, oh, man. He, like, steals the fucking show in Rogue One, and he's just playing, like, a weird, neurotic, like, background character. <laughs> he's just like, I'm an, I'm an anxious pilot, and I'm like, you're the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's really, I can't, I missed out on the Sisters Brothers. It's not planned now. Oh, no, that's right. I gotta now. wait. Yeah. Motherfuck. Anyways. It happens. Anyways. Yeah, no, get that draft going. That sounds fun. No, yeah, we'll do, we'll do that for sure. So, yeah, yeah, until next time. Um. All right, get out of my house. Go. Get... <laughs> Go, get away from me. <laughs> this has been the Aqua Girl Bye Podcast. Right. <laughs>